Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 380 for the week of April 3rd, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Here on a lovely... Is it spring? It's officially spring now, right? That happened? Yeah, we've had the equinox. Yeah. yeah, but it snowed yesterday. It snowed yesterday, but other than that, it's spring. Spring has sprung? No? That was terrible. Chris. That was terrible? All right. Well, uh, it's spring, for better or worse. <laughs> And I changed my, I did my uh, seasonal desktop background change. It's not spring compatible. So let's show the people in the Twitch chat. Yeah, look, see, cherry blossoms. That's a spring thing. Um, and now it's time for a podcast. Woo! Woo! Post Easter, we are here um, for a rare event where we have two shows in a row um, without a delay. It hurts how it feels lately. <laughs> Joining me today, my wife, Anna Marie. Good afternoon. Um, my English life partner, Alice Wilkinson. <laughs> no? All right. No, you... I'm still forgetting to unmute myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some pre-show discussions about... All right. Alice is my Eve partner. That's what I should say. We're uh, going to have some fun uh, Eve discussions that would today. That would only apply, Chris, if you actually played Eve. Well, shut up. Alex <laughs> Alex Fuller is here. He wrote all the news we're going to talk about. He, he's your news partner? News partner. I didn't write all of it. Uh, just most of it. Yeah. Jonathan Stringer so joins... Oh. Final Fantasy 15. Oh, all right, right. Jonathan <laughs> Stringer joins us to uh, discuss... Uh, I don't know. Stuff. <laughs> Alice reminded me to unmute my mic. Thanks. Good job. Good job. And then finally, Ken Staples. I'm helping. Oh, yeah. Ken Staples joins us to discuss divisional tactics. Well, at least try to. Well, you're going you're gonna to make me good at the game, right? Uh, well, I, I mean, based on your performance the last time we played together, I don't know how actually well, We didn't that actually is. play together, so. No, we played Destiny. Yeah, for, that's right. Uh, a little bit and you you were pretty terrible so hey, i mean there's a little bit of hope I there's a lot of room for improvement i had no gear <laughs> i'm blaming the gear i have a feeling about to be one less person on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's uh let's get it started uh ken thanks for joining us this week um so you've been playing the division hardcore right um not terribly hardcore but uh yeah that's been the uh you and mr michael apps right and yeah um someone been, else on twitter lot. yeah you know Zoom uh, another or something? one of it's araya um it's Araya. yeah it. yeah i think uh mike met him on twitter and we started playing some destiny together yeah it's sort uh, of been interesting watching your conversation because mm -hmm. when the three of you started playing the division he hated it. Oh yeah, and couldn't understand why you guys were playing it. And the great the thing first... is, is <laughs> I've been slowly watching you guys have this conversation over like the last three weeks since the game came out. Yeah. And he went from hating the game to power leveling you guys. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the first time we played multiplayer, he comes on the chat and he's like, "Guys, I don't know if I like this game. I don't really get it. It's not really grabbing me." And he was probably, we were, Mike and I were probably level, I don't know, let's say 
12 and he was like eight, you know, and we were carrying him through some levels. We get on the next day and he's level 20. He's like, guys, I love this game. He has his hooks in me. And we're like, settle down there, killer. Um, and yeah, he's been um, much more um, into the grind, uh, especially before they just picked, fixed some uh, boss farming exploits. Um, he was really into that. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been playing a lot with him. Um, I mean, we're pretty much in the the current what passes for Endgame right now. What passes for Endgame? Well, because they're going to well, add really Endgame. Yeah. There's really not much going on for Endgame right now. Uh, more of that should be coming with the uh, the update in April, or gotcha. in two weeks, I guess. I'm just about to hit that point. I, I turned 29 last night. Yeah, I hit 29 earlier today. Y'all are crazy. Yes. I don't like well, this game. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that, you know, you hit, even just hitting 30 isn't really end game because you can be, you know, 30. And then it's kind of like in Destiny where right now, you know, you hit, you know, level 40. And just because you hit level 40 doesn't mean you're really ready for, you know, oh, yeah. the, the end game stuff a lot of it rides on the uh the quality of your gear and everything like that well i hear that you can get into a situation where you've leveled up to 30 and then go into the dark zone and can't access the low-end dark zone stuff and so you can't actually farm the good dark zone gear because you're just completely out outstripped from all these people you who know, leveled up in the dark zone it's it's strange because until you hit level 30 they have um you know, level-based brackets. So it's whatever arbitrary grouping that they have. Um, and then once you hit 30, everybody who's 30 is in there. And the problem with that is that you'll you'll pretty much be like a, a really weak, fresh 30. Like all of your gear will be, you know, blue quality. Maybe you'll have some purple superior quality items. Uh, but then you also have a lot of people who will be have really high quality purples or even the uh the current best gear which is called high-end gear very original there uh which is yellow gear um and one could call that gear rare uh no rare rare would be blue oh okay um epic it's purple it's like the whole wow thing yeah and uh the yellow the gold gear they just call it high-end i believe an everquest thing i think they had that i think they had that first um and you'll get to the point where, especially now, since there's nothing to do, you'll usually have a group or two of people uh, who will go around and they'll just kill you. Uh, so the you're not really so much worried about the mobs that you'll find. You're going to be more worried about the other players who are just going to go rogue and kill you because they have nothing better to do. Oh, I know some people who got the game play the game just so they could get that point where they can go around griefing everybody yeah yeah so it's uh most of my good gear hasn't even come from the dark zone because it's uh you know, you'll have some tense moments doing the missions but if if you are really into getting super sweaty uh and raging maybe breaking a controller or a tv uh that would be where you would spend an extended amount of time in a dark zone having people steal your stuff. Well, I do kind of feel bad for you guys playing on the console because you had all those kids on spring break just sit there and power level to 30, and now they're going around ganking everyone. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's strange because this the way that stats work is so completely broken 
that if you have your armor maxed out, you can pretty much take, I think you only take 13% damage. So if I would normally, you know, headshot somebody for, let's say, 10,000 damage or whatever, they would only take 1,300. And that's before using any other special abilities that would decrease that further. Uh, so you could get into a situation where you might unload completely into them as a group and they don't take any damage whatsoever. So um, I have questions about stats. Mm-hmm. I have questions about stats. I suck at the game. <laughs> Especially in groups. So right now I have a problem where when I play with groups, the matches take forever and we fail missions. If I play by myself, the enemies scale down, and I'm able to stay out of trouble and and eventually get through the mission. But I wanted to play with a group because I think it's more fun. And then at the end of it all, I'm very frustrated, and I just shut the game off. Now, if I wanted to go and and fix my character, who's like, I don't know, level 14 or so, and and make it so I can carry some of these groups I'm jumping into, or, or at least do better with them, what should I focus on with stats? Most people, what they're doing right now is, unless you're planning on playing like a support healer kind of role, you completely ignore electronics. Um, electronics increases your skill power, which will increase your healing power or the the buffs from the various skills. But for the most part, if you're having trouble taking down enemies fast enough, and after you get about... I think you have a, a marginal increase in difficulty with one extra person in your group. By the time you have three people in your group, uh, you definitely start to see more powerful em- enemies. And then mm-hmm. when you have four, it's even worse than that. Um, if you're having trouble taking them down, you're definitely going to just need more firepower. And, and if you find yourself dying too quickly, um, obviously stamina. Okay. Um, but a big part of it... Right now I've been stacking just, stamina and ignoring everything else well you you need i remember leading up to launch um ubisoft had said that you know here are some tips for you know playing the division and they said focus on one stat Mm -hmm. um they either didn't know what they were talking about or they were lying (laughs) um because Mm. you you can't just have stamina because if you were to prioritize stamina um and disregard everything else, you're just not going to be able to kill anything. You'll be a tank, but there's much more emphasis right now on being able to deal out that damage um, and stay alive than there is to either just be like a glass cannon or a straight tank or just straight support. Um, It's also like in Destiny. You know, Destiny is a typical first-person shooter you're just going to be running out in the open you're just going to be shooting everything down uh and that's it the division is much more tactical in that you need to be taking advantage of cover everywhere if you're standing out in the open you're just going to get destroyed yeah another thing i like to add is in your group you really got to get that flanking fire going and suppression fire suppress some guys especially the harder ones get get good angles and get open shots on them so if you're yeah. just shooting back from each other from cover, they're going to flank you and start killing you from behind if you're all in the same spot. Okay, so it's, it's how to flank the video game, is how I've heard it described before. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, pretty much it comes down to get good. Oh, okay. You know? Great. Got, got it. <laughs> so that's perfect. But no, you know, it's you, you really have to have a, a twin stat build, and especially at um, early levels, definitely firearms and stamina. Um, 
right now my if I was expressing my stats as a ratio, it was it would probably be uh, four to five to two. So I have right now I have about I think two thousand firearms, twenty five hundred stamina, and about a thousand electronics. Because hmm. firearms, hmm. firearms directly scales your uh, your damage up. So if you're not dealing enough, if you can't take something down by yourself, especially at low levels, you really sh- shouldn't be having too much of an issue. Um, definitely up your firearms. So what if I just want to get through the game quickly? Don't go in groups. Oh really? If you're just if you're just trying to experience the the story and the world that's in there. Uh, don't go in groups, uh, well, even for well, what if I free want, okay. roaming. What if I want to get to level 30 fastest? How about that? Per- that way I can play with other people who have already finished. Missions give you a lot of experience. Yeah. I, would, I would be doing the the missions. I would be doing the... Uh, the side missions? The, the si- side missions and missions. Okay. Um, the... I mean, I did some power leveling, which I don't like too much because if you are going with somebody who can power level you in in a harder mission you might be doing it out of order Mm -hmm. um so it ruins some of the continuity of the game okay but um most of my experience gaining was you know i did a couple of mission farming uh, but most of it was just doing the missions as they became available you know doing the side quests um Encounters are, are good. You'll want to do those to be able to upgrade your base, but they don't really give you that much in the way of uh, of actual experience. Okay. I think I think they're significantly lower than like a side quest would be. All right. So back to people who are actually playing the game the right way. Uh, <laughs> should be people like you. Um, what are you doing right now? Just grinding gear? For the most part, it's been... When I've been playing uh, multiplayer with uh, Itsuraya and uh, Mike, it's been farming missions. We were doing a lot of gear farming before they fixed the uh, the boss exploits. Um, but by myself, I've mostly... I've been trying to clear out the, the intelligence points, so collecting all those... Phone conversations Ugh. and echoes and Why? stuff like that. Um, they really, you know, putting it like Destiny. Destiny has the the cards, the grimoire cards, and they, for the most part, you know, they add a bit of story to the game. This is the same sort of thing, except all that information is in the game. So if you pick up an incident report or a, a phone call, you're going to hear, you know, somebody come on on your game, and they're going to be telling you pretty much you know what they were doing or what was going on um you know in the the first couple of months of the uh of the outbreak uh so it definitely it adds a huge amount of immersion um and, and life to the game that you really don't find in a lot of other uh a lot of other games it's it's kind of like the the npcs who would tell you a story except you know you're you're wandering around you go in this random alley you know, maybe there's a, a group of mobs down there that you, you know, you just wanted to, to take them out. Um, and then you'll find a phone and you'll pick it up and it'll be this, you know, this boy 
you know, this little, let's say he's a, you know, an eight-year-old boy. He's at home alone. He's calling his father who's out at work and he's calling him to tell him that there are guys banging on his door trying to get in. His father's panicking. He's telling him, he's telling his son, you know, where the, where their gun is hidden. And it's the son, he, he's nine or eight, nine. He doesn't understand what's going on. And, uh, the door gets broken in and that's the end of the call. You know, so a lot of this oh, is creepy. You know, there's some there's some very chilling stuff uh, in these these intel's. There's also some uplifting stuff. Uh, you know, there's things where people are trying to you know carry on a normal life. Um, you know, but a lot of it is it's very very bleak. Um, but it adds a lot of life to the game that um, other games just don't have. You know, you really feel like you know they're there was a lot going on here. You know, these people are really going through a lot. They have a lot that's on their mind. It's really changed a lot of people. Uh, and you really get that through those intelligence points. Okay. Yeah, though, it does a good job at the atmospheric stuff, but uh, it's also kind of cheesy and over the top at times with some of those lines. Like one of them is like, are you a CIA or special agent or something, or something like that? And he goes, yeah, something like that. So they, got, they have a bunch of good people. What the hell? Like no. <laughs> <laughs> some of it is definitely it's a you know some of it goes over the top it's a little cheesy um but overall i like it and i i also i only have about you know 20 intels that i still need to collect so i'm almost there um so i'm not i'm not going to stop now are you going to try to platinum the game you know right now um i think it would be a little difficult because one of the trophies is for killing 30 rogue agents. Um, or No, sorry, 20 rogue agents, which sounds better than 30. But right now, a lot of the people who are consistently going rogue do it in groups. And it is incredibly oh, yeah. difficult to I kill them. I thought rogues did it from behind. <laughs> oh, never mind. That's something else. Giggity. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um you have a lot of there's a lot of issues with the rogue system right now um originally it wasn't very worth it to go rogue uh the risk far outweighed the reward um but they recently increased the reward for going rogue while decreasing the risk um and oftentimes you'll find people who will just kill you to take your loot or um even more frustrating is they'll intentionally run into your line of fire so that you do enough damage to them for you to go rogue and then they'll just kill you. Um, so it's hard uh, to get that trophy. It's, it's a lot more difficult to find somebody who is um, rogue. You would probably have to trick them into making you making themselves go rogue. So I would probably have to run into their line of fire to make them go rogue and then kill them. Wow, that's kind of a pain. It is. Um, but right now, again, you know, with the way that the stats and everything scale, um, the people who are intentionally going rogue, for the most part, they're in groups, uh, which means that they just have that much more survivability and support going on. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know. I would I would like to get platinum. I don't have any really difficult other difficult trophies left. I have to do all of the missions on hard mode, which is trivial. 
I have to collect uh, the last few uh, intels, which is trivial. And then I probably have to kill another 15 rogues. And that's which not is trivial. Not, which is not, I mean, for me, it's, it's not trivial. Um, you know, my gear is good, but endgame-wise, I would say it's average. You know, like, I can hold my own if I'm, you know, in a regular hard mission. Uh, a challenge mode mission, not so much. Makes sense. So does this increase your desire to play the game, Chris, now that you understand a little better how it works? No. <laughs> I don't know, know. I just feel like I'd have to do a ton of grinding and then there's no end game and it's like, oh boy, I can go to the dark zone and not have fun there. If I had but, people you know, the, on my platform, maybe it would be different, but everyone I know is playing on PS4. Or, but you're yeah, also on, you're on PC. Hey, I'm, I'm playing on PC. Oh, well, you guys there's don't a, count. There's a huge <laughs> issue with cheating on the, on the PC, PC right now, too. Okay, yeah. What else? Uh, a there? lot of people are um, artificially increasing their rate of fire, so you'll have like a, a submachine gun that instead of a, you know, 800 rounds per minute rate it has something like a nine thousand um <laughs> you know i mean it, no, okay it's, it's how do ridiculous. i do that because that sounds awesome i want and that. i know some other things there, there's a lot of people that do cheat and you can give yourself like as much money as you want other things like that and supposedly ubisoft doesn't have the stuff in place to stop the how cheating come they now. haven't banned they these people they, yeah. they don't have any cheat detection going on uh and really right now the maximum that you'll be uh, banned from the game for is supposedly like three days. What? Uh, so you could just go out and be a you know what, and okay, you just have to take a break from the game for three days, and then you go right back and you just do it again. And they don't care because there's nothing else to do. That That's weird. Feels very wrong. I just got more interested in the game though. Um. <laughs> <sighs> well, see now what? Here's what I would do, Anna. Um, because it's a game and it's about having fun, but at the same time, I do respect other people and don't want to piss on their fun time. Um, I would be boosting my character and then doing this stuff solo, you know, and not going it's in. It's like and never winner for free. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, the, he's exactly right, though. <laughs> or the way that I play trimps in the browser, you know. Right. Find the JavaScript, set the set the free, set the free to play currency to one billion, and oh, enter. <laughs> Good. And go crazy. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Let's not talk about that. People will probably get annoyed hearing about me wanting to cheat in games. Ooh, political call has come to our house. <sighs> We're gonna ignore that phone call. Sorry, people. Um. What is uh? So that's what you're doing, Jonathan and. Uh, Alice and Alex, I guess. Are you still playing it too? Or no, you're not. Alex, you're uh, not really. All right. Well, I, I say I got to level 29 today and finished the last main mission in the storyline. Are you um, going to keep playing or are you going to hold off till they add something? Uh, no, I'm probably going to play a little bit more. Um, it's mostly on what David wants to do because, say, I've had most of the fun while playing the game with him. So. I have a bunch of friends that play, so I'm pretty sure I'll be playing for a while, and uh, I guess I'll see how annoyed I get. I went to the Dark Zone, got to like Dark Zone level 10, so I need to start really upping that, so I'll spend some time in that until either can, just can get you power level or me? find something else to do. Can you power I, level I can, me? I can help you. 
I should figure out how that works. Will you power well, level me if I cheat? <laughs> I guess I don't need your help if I cheat. <laughs> you huh? wouldn't need it. You <laughs> just, just go to the everything. last mission. Yeah. All right, th- I assume they're just using cheat engine, right? I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do that so. research on my own. <laughs> you don't need to tell me how to cheat. <laughs> oh, cheating. Cheaters never prosper, Cheaters right? Cheaters never prosper. But apparently they're not banned for very long either. So... <laughs> mm. Is that the division, folks, or is there more to talk about here? It's kind of it for now. What are yeah, they adding? They have a, there's a, the patch coming out on the 12th, I think, which is going to add pretty much their version of, I guess, sort of like a mini raid. Um, mini it's raid. Gonna be cut, it's going to be kind of like original Nightfall in Destiny, uh, where it'll be a, a longer mission, more difficult. With no checkpoints. So if your team wipes, you have to start the whole thing over. What? That's um, the best part about that Destiny. That sounds awful, actually. It does. It's terrible. And even Destiny has fixed that, where Nightfall now has uh, checkpoints, so you don't get Ugh. kicked out to orbit. When, when I kind of like that. When you die, yeah. Um, I'm more of a uh, a grinder, and and I like the that tension, I guess, of not wanting to die. Sometimes when it's like, oh, we can die. It's just a checkpoint right back here. It's, oh, well, if we die, yeah. this really makes you not want to die and kind of elevates that level of competitiveness or tension that... I usually that don't want die. to die. I, I would consider that to be my, my normal. I don't know usually the, the... I'm not necessarily into the uh, hardcore modes like, you know, Diablo, where if you die, you're dead for good and you lose your character. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the extreme, I think, in some of those. But I, I do like a little bit of more of a death penalty. We played hardcore Diablo once. It was on an extra. It was life great, frame. and then you died. Yeah, you got so pissed. It's I like, got pissed Anna, that's because how it works. everybody left me behind to die. Yeah. Jerks. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. we tried doing Diablo that 3. with Mike, and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> that that did not go so well for him. I think he posted that on the RP Gamer YouTube channel. So if you wanna, yeah. if you wanna watch Mike, uh, Mike laughs die. In, in Diablo 3 Hardcore. Do I? It's up on the RB Gamer YouTube Woo-hoo! channel. RB Gamer So hey, I'll, I'll give him give him props for going back a couple times to try to do it again. But <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times we can you know grind him quickly up to you know where he was at when he last died, only to have him immediately die again before you decide. Hey, maybe normal mode is <laughs> is a good first step. So you've been playing. Diablo 3, Chris. I have. Do you want to talk about it? Um, what is there to talk about, really? Okay. Chris has been playing <laughs> really? Diablo 3. I, what? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess we're moving on. And are no, 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 no. I, I, it, no, Anna made the trouble to do a transition. I will respect that. I've been playing Diablo 3. Um, so Diablo 3, um, where do I even start here? So I haven't been playing much since they added like Torment 10 and and all the tu- the Kanai's Cube stuff. So what I've been doing was going in there and being like, "All right, finally, I'm going to I'm going to make a character who's capable of like end game Diablo 3 cuz I'd never really pulled that off 
And so I spent, um, so that what that means is I spent um, an hour or two researching wizard builds and doing a catalog of all my um, legendary, I felt like an archaeologist for a while, like, okay, here's here are the artifacts I have, here's what I need, here's what's kind of a crappy one and we need a better one of, and oh, here's how I can craft legendaries with the new patch, and here's my shopping list that I need. And so I basically went out... Um, built a build based on like here's what noobs should do and then i altered it based on the additional stuff i already had um ended up liking it and then went out collecting a bunch of artifacts so i could do like the current main end game group build um finally got all that stuff together put that build together and decided i hate this build i don't want to play it at all (laughs) but what i discovered in the meantime is you know i had taken that that first build and started to customize it more and more to suit my play style i said you know what why don't i keep going with that and just work on customizing my own builds um and so that's kind of where i am right now so now i've got all this materials and stuff and it's like well I could go for the the main accepted builds, or maybe I'm going to spend some time making my own end game build since I now have builds powerful enough to to think about doing end game. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. It just you know, um, coming up with creative ways of adapting a build I don't like into something I do like, and uh, it, I'm not going to be perfectly um, top tier or anything like that, um, or even close to it. But um, it's about um, kind of finding creative ways to 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 do the things I want to do and um, and survive and and profit, so ah, I, I've been going back and forth as I've been playing Diablo three over the past week or two. Um, do I? What am I playing for? Am I playing to for a while? You know, I always need to have a goal in mind. Is it to make this build? And for a while it was, and then I had all the stuff to make the build, and I realized, well, then what's my goal going to be? And now my goal is, well, now I'm going to make the build I want to make and do it myself, which is a little bit harder. Um, and that's cool. But really, Diablo 3 has no real end game, per se, in that the loot itself is the end game, or making up new build is the end game. And what people end up doing is making new characters and new and going through seasonal achievements or playing hardcore because they're insane. Um, and... I, I'm not really interested in that. And so what do I do with my really powerful wizard once I get it to the point where I can do T10 farming solo, which I'm not quite at yet. Um, do I keep playing or am I just done? And I haven't figured all that out yet. Um, but I do know that I really enjoy opening up Diablo 3, putting on some trance music in the background and just uh, killing some monsters. <laughs> so, wow. That's what I do. So, yeah, I've been uh, trying to go for the uh, the platinum for a while now, and I think I need two more classes at uh, level seventy, and I don't know something like a hundred bounties, or no, wait, maybe it's two hundred fifty bounties, a lot of bounties. Yeah, so. I, bounties are not fun in that game. No, they're not. They're and not. It's like a big issue, I think, because they a lot of the crafting materials come from that, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they should do there. But I feel like they need to do something, and I don't think they have anything, pl- well, announced that they're going to do no. there. So no. it, that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Diablo three. So um, I don't know. That's what that's what I did. Uh, and then beyond that, Anna and I found a new game on iPad um, called Star Trek Timelines. 
which is kind of a bizarre game when you think about it, but when you don't think too hard about it, it's really fun. And basically the storyline premise is all of the timelines have merged together. All of the time periods and timelines have merged together. So it's extremely hokey and basically a reason to put Cisco side by side with like Captain Archer. And, you know, Kess with go, Mayweather. Go away. Go away, Archer. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. So it's sort of, it's really hokey. Um, but it's kind of fun. And there's kind of lots of different ways to play it. So there's, like, active missions where the each character has stats that they're good at. And they're pretty logical. So Dr. Crusher is really good oh, at Oh, so medical. they're all Vulcans? Yes. Dr. Crusher is really good at medical, whereas Captain Sisko is really good at command and combat. Go figure. And okay, so... Sisko no, is really, really good at just, you know, being everything. Yes. It's amazing. And he is, he's like one of the only characters that I have that has proficiencies in three stats. So you're not kidding about that. He's also in his dress uniform looking up at a glass of wine. And that is the <laughs> best pose in the game right And now. so you said you were listening to a, a bomb cast about this? Yeah, the, the PAX um, Beast cast from last year. Um, the Giant Bomb East po- podcast from PAX last year. They had the, some guy from the developer of this game on. And they were talking about how it is to work with CBS and do licensed stuff on Star Trek and all that. So it was interesting. Because apparently listen. you could only use certain poses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the interest, you know, pretty easy for the most part, but um, you do have to contact the actor's peoples in some case and figure out which hairstyles the actors approve of you to use in, in games because they prefer certain seasons' hairdos versus others. So um, some of them don't allow you to use the hairdos they don't like. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was cool. And so, yeah. And there's sometimes different versions of characters based on the different timelines. So there's like um, a Bator, no, um, a Balana that's a star. Taurus? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There's a Balana that's a, a Starfleet officer, and there's a Balana that's a Maquis Raider. And those are actually considered two different characters. Mm hmm. And yeah, Star Trek nerds. What can I say? So there's active play where you're either playing in your ship or you're using your character stats to go through missions. And then there's a passive thing that you can set up where you can send out shuttle missions. And those take a long time, like hours. So it's like when you run out of the active energy, you send all of your people away on uh shuttlecraft and by the time their shuttlecraft missions are done your energy is refilled so it's a really nice synergy so it's a logical amount of downtime which i like and so yeah it's fun um it's free check it out i've actually been playing a ton of stuff because i got a new ipad this week <gasps> what 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 so i got one of the new ipad Such pro 9.7 inch uh iPads. It's really nice. I got the pencil and I've been using it. So I downloaded a bunch of new Anna, games to try. And are you telling us that you paid $100 for a stylus? Yes. Why did you pay $100 <laughs> for a stylus that you're just going to lose? Because you let me. No, I did not let you. I argued <laughs> vehemently against you doing this. Tell everybody why you wanted the stylus, Anna. 
um, so that I can write stuff. Okay. Uh, it also works in games too. It's quite nice, um, particularly for like my match three games, like um, Puzzlecraft two, and I picked up um, the Futurama game of drones, which is a match four game. Um, the problem is, is that I've already run into a paywall. Well, already. Yeah. You tell people how long you've been playing. Uh, I'm on level fifty one. Is that a lot? Um, I don't know how long the matches are. How many hours? Couple. Couple hours. Three. And you're in a hard paywall? Uh, no. It's like it's, Candy Crush It's a Candy style. Crush paywall. Oh, that's that's as hard as they come, isn't Where it? Basically... All right, all right. So I, I have to stop you right here because all of those match threes are crap. Okay. Actually, right, this one is a match four. No. Doesn't matter. It's... Doesn't matter. There is only one match whatever game that is worth your time. Pokemon Puzzle and that League. Is Doctor, that is Doctor Who Legacy. You Doctor Who Legacy. Why have you not been I playing it? I couldn't get into it. You can't get into it. I just couldn't get into it you for have whatever a, reason. You know, there are no paywalls. None. No, that's anywhere. true. And you I did appreciate every that. every single doctor, every single companion, and they're all together in the same TARDIS. How can, how can you not love Isn't that? Doesn't that violate Doctor Who's that desire not to interfere with himself? Yes. Okay. But yeah, we're going to ignore that. that. Okay. But anyways, um, yeah, so I'm at level 51. It's like chapter three. I've played it for two or three hours. And I can't beat this level unless I use buffs. Okay. And even with buffs, I'm not guaranteed to finish it. Yeah. And so it is it is the Candy Crush problem, like, in a nutshell. I could spend money on this, but I'm not guaranteed that the money is going to help me accomplish my goal mm. so i think i'm probably done with it i just got pulaski in star trek oh congrats yeah yeah a having a doctor is important because there's a lot of missions that you can get a bonus for having a doctor uh, i also have senator kretok yeah i like her she's got like really high um wreath stat i think that's diplomacy <laughs> diplomacy yeah that's it isn't uh, isn't kretok the one who says it's a fake in a very sort of mimetic it's way it's a fake yes no, that's a no. Kretak's a girl. The guy, the one who said it's a fake, was a guy. I thought. I thought it was a girl. I'm looking at no. Up um, well, it's kind of hard yeah. To it's tell a guy. It's oh, my, my bad. Um, you also had me download. Yeah, that's Vrenok. Oh, okay. Here it is. You also had me. Uh... Here, listen. <laughs> you also had me download and try Trulon, which is sort of an. An oh. adventure game mixed with a no, it's mo it's an RPG with a card based card based battle, battle system, system. that isn't I'm, very good. I'm not really digging it, yeah. so I'm probably gonna get rid of it. It's an adventure slow. capitalist is having events, and I finished no, the last cares event. About and your I'm doing the next event. Nobody cares about your capitalism. And I hit level 33 chop heroes. But mostly, I've been playing Fire Emblem Fates because I decided to jump right into Revelations because I'm an idiot. How can you? Mo you just listed like eight thousand hours of games, and you're like, "But mostly, I've been playing Fire." <laughs> How do you do this? A lot of my work is hurry no up. No wonder wait. you you need to exercise. Go to the gym. Pot kettle black. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I've been doing it, this week. Is one of you visits my uh, my Fire Emblem castle? Yeah, um, Maybe. Okay. light turquoise. Okay, so his character is short with cute pigtails and well, a beauty Well, my mark. new character is. What's the yeah. name? What's Corin the name? Corin with a K. 
I'm Corin with a C. Yeah, I'm Corinne. I have a long uh, aqua ponytail with a little bandage on the side. I have of a my previous cheeks. one that was Corin with a C and had a eye patch and looked like a bloody monster. And Some of them Riddy Edge visits me a lot too. Yeah, okay. no, that's not that us. No. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. Um, though I did have an article I posted about Fire Finally, Emblem? after a while. No, it was. Uh, I had an interview with uh, Philip Daigle of. Beam dog. I posted it a couple days you after did. our last show. You did. How did that go? It, it was good. I read some of that. That seemed good. I, I need to play it, but I want to go through Baldur's Gate, the original game again, or the enhanced edition version, obviously, so I could jump from there and transition right into the expansion stuff. So, but so far, the response for it has been uh, uh, pretty positive that I've read. Is that the one that has the transgender character? The expansion, yeah. Okay. It does? Yes. I didn't know. Yeah. Not aware. But it does not surprise me. The, uh, they actually added David Gator, but I don't think he, he didn't work on this yet. So No, that's but, yeah, from, clear uh, from know the they, article. They, they also added the story mode for uh, uh, people who don't like the battles and, and such, too. So Really? Throw, mm-hmm. Ooh. So if you just want to experience the game and not actually struggle with old D&D mechanics, that's in there. Okay, I'm actually interested now. Yeah, but you could do that in Pillars of Eternity. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, you and, still uh, battle, but it's so easy as to be non-important. Okay. And I also have another interview that's ready to go. I just need to put it together and, you know, make it all nice. Yeah. Is with uh, Arcadian Atlas developers who... I think their Kickstarter started today. We've done a little bit of coverage of them so far, but uh, it's basically it's a, a sibling duo who's creating a, a Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre style RPG. Looks pretty good. But I'll have that posted probably today what? or tomorrow. Everybody's doing TRPGs all of a sudden this year. I like TRPGs. You missed the boat, Anna. Huh? You missed the boat. Why aren't you making your own TRPG? Because I don't want to make games. Well, you should, well tough. You've seen what the trends are. Time to make a game. Nope. Come on. Uh, even I considered making one at one point before realizing that, that they're very complicated. No. Games are easy. Haven't you seen Kickstarter? <laughs> Listen, let me walk you through game development. This is this will be ed- educational for you. I know that you're a game dev student, but um, obviously you didn't learn everything you need to learn. So I'll, I'll walk you through it. So Chris, you, I'm going to come over there and slap you. You come up with an idea um, Please for a do game. It. It's very easy. You just say, um, we're going to make a game with um, Doctor Who Table Tennis. You get to play against all the doctors and all the... So this is perfect. Doctor Who Table Tennis, um, Tennis of Time. Um, it's, it's great. It's got a good title, right? We go to Kickstarter and say, hey, we need about $1.5 million because Doctor Who license is expensive. So that'd be $1.25 million. And then we think uh, the other 250000 is all I need to make the game. Uh, I'm going to use Unity. There'll be a demo. And if you you donate $10,000, you can come out and have lunch with me. So, boom. We've got all our tiers set up. we got the Kickstarter set up. We go and launch. Um, we hire Anna to do some Twitter posts about it. Um, we're on backer kit for the fulfillment. It's super easy. Um, you then get the money. Uh, minus 5% to Kickstarter, minus 5% to um, to PayPal. So that leaves you with, what, one uh, 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 $1.5 minus 150000 So, $1.5 three five million is is left for you um you take that money and you go to the bahamas and don't you forget clo- taxes you, 
no, we're going to the Bahamas. Um, we're, we're leaving the, the countries. We're not paying taxes. We're not coming back. You don't understand. <laughs> we're not coming back. Um, oh, okay. So we're going to the Bahamas, and we don't come back. Um, and actually, we probably don't go to the Bahamas. We go somewhere where there's no extradition treaty. Um, there... Uh, you go on a NeoGAF and talk about how everybody scammed you and it was terrible and game development is for stupid people. And you post that there and you let your backers know that the game's not coming out and it's the industry's own fault. And um, then you close that account, which should probably be banned anyway because it's NeoGAF and if you sneeze, you get banned. Um, and so <laughs> after that, you get... Uh, um, 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 you, you put your horgon down at your feet and you get a rum chata and you relax in the sun and that's game development. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, think I, learned, I think I learned more there than in three years of lectures. Would you be able to uh, write that out for me, please, so that I can uh, put that plan into motion later? Yeah, okay. Got it. It's a real complicated one. Lie to everybody you know. Step one, get their money is step two, disappear, step three. I'll, I'll repeat it later if you need to take notes. I don't know him. I, I've been paying attention. I understand how this goes. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, Anna. I thought you married him. No, apparently not. So, uh, what are we talking about? You know, there are provisos for me to get my green card without you. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh dear, Chris. <laughs> well, I'm going to make a game then. It's <laughs> the um, only answer. So, Alice, what else have you been playing this week? Um, well, I feel I should probably mention any EVE Online related things for later because it sounds like we were going oh, to yeah, mention we, something. Oh yeah, we definitely like... want to talk about EVE Online, but probably in the news section. Yeah, well, I think that, that's big enough for news. Um, I've continued to play uh, Gundam Breaker 3, which I mentioned last time I was on the cast. Um, but I also picked up a copy of Sengoku Basara 4 uh, for the PS4. Um, for those not familiar with the series, it's um, basically Dynasty Warriors, uh, but it's done by instead done by Capcom and set in the uh, Warring States period of Japanese history. And everyone is a massive caricature. Like, <laughs> nothing in this game makes any sense at all. It's kind possibly... of like um, Aryu Senki, but less tits. Oh, that thing sucks. I tried um, that game. Yeah, I mean, the game is the game is kind of well. From what I understand, the game is bishy bait, as in of the forty playable characters, I think the vast majority of them are male, uh, which kind of comes with the territory, I suppose. But um, the from the other thing I understand is apparently this game does have a very large and very dedicated female fan base, oh, especially in Japan. As in, most of the fan material is you know yaoi stuff. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I don't know if, if you were the kind of person who liked Dad Bod in Street Fighter. It's, you know, done by the same company. I'm sorry, who? What? Dad Bod, as in that uh, shirtless outfit they did for Ryu in Street Fighter Five. Oh, delightful. With the beard. Yeah. Hey, some people really like that. Okay. So, don't yeah, so basically... Okay, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. Sengoku Basara 4 is basically um, a heavily stylized version of um, the Sengoku era of Japan. 
which features very stylized character designs, um, very anime-esque combat, that kind of thing. Um, so certain historical figures, uh, like uh, take an example, uh, Masamune Date, um, a famous warlord from the north, who um, he made the strongest one... sword in all the RPGs. Right? Uh, different guy. Chris. Oh, okay. Um, he's the guy who turned uh, Sendai from like a small town into like a kind of bustling sort of city place, the place that I lived up north a few years ago. Um, there's a statue of him in the train station. Uh, the only thing that I think is historically accurate, aside from him being um, like a, a warlord from the north, is the crest, the crescent-shaped crest on his helmet. In Sengoku Basara, he wields six katanas at the same time and rides around on a horse with handlebars. That's that's how horses work. Yeah. Uh, there's another character, um, Magoichi Saika, who is a gender-flipped version of a character that some people are sure might not have existed in history, um, who for some reason, had, as well as an addition, a, a set of um, uh, sort of flintlock pistols, also for some reason has an, a shotgun, two Uzis, and a multiple missile launcher, uh... you know, of this game set in the 16th century. So, uh, yeah... It's that kind of game. But, I mean, if you like Dynasty Warriors and don't give a crap about pin-perfect historical accuracy, this is the game for you. <laughs> Perfect. She can ride her horse with no handlebars. Uh, what? Never mind, you don't know that song? Um... <laughs> no, I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that one. Sorry. Well, it's not the horse. It's the I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Oh, but okay. It's the horse. Never mind. It, it. it whiffed. It's all right. I whiff a lot on this show. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you do. Um... <laughs> Someone just had to be brave enough to say it. Ouch. I, I guess I'll not be appearing on the podcast next week. Oh, bye. <laughs> You're um... done here, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never work on this show again. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I put some time into the division as well. And yeah, there's there's obviously some EVE Online related things, but that can come in the news section. Okay. So you were playing Fire Emblem as well this week, right, Jonathan? Yeah, I've been playing it off and on. The Well, usually every night I play it, though. So what I, path are you playing? I'm on still on Birthright. Are um, you marrying people off yet? couple i married uh corin off to azura no <laughs> why why is that a no uh wait wait is your corin male or female male right um you lost a kid oh why? because when azure marries she has two children if you marry her to corin you get corin's child and one of azura's child how does she get two children? Because there is a child that is specifically associated with her, and then there is a child that is associated with her uh, husband. Mm. I didn't know that. Which is not a big deal breaker in this game. It was way more important in Awakening that you didn't do that. Mm. Now you should feel bad and reset your game. No, but the cool thing is, is <laughs> Kana and... Oh, shoot, I never remember his name. Why can I? Shigure. 
Kana and Shigure yeah. will be siblings, and their relationship is actually really cute. I have, that's the two I will, I have to go and unlock them, but that's the two I got. Yep. Of course. So, yeah, their, their relationship as you, as you rank them up is kind of cute. So, I mean, there is that going for you. All right. I guess you don't have to yeah. reset. No, I don't Chris reset. I left it at work yesterday, even though I don't even know why I brought it with me. Oh, you need to go back and get it. What's in my drawer in my desk? No one's going there. No, but you need to play all weekend. Oh, yeah. I'll get it tomorrow. Or are you playing? <laughs> you spend all your time in the dark zone instead. Yeah, that. And I've been playing Path of Exile some, too. So. You and your Path of Exile. How yeah. awesome is it? It's good. Uh, you have more to friends. do in it than, uh, than, uh, than me and my Diablo 3? I guess I don't know. Diablo three does have some decent in-game stuff, though mm -hmm. that that does get old too. But I'm still leveling my guy and getting him to in-game. I think he's uh, almost level forty. So no, he's like level thirty-five. But I'm doing Act four, which I've never done before. It's a uh, like they introduced it last year. I didn't play it the last expansion, so it's new content for me at least. Oh, cool. Yeah. So far, so good. That's really it. I'm kind of playing the same stuff as last time. That works. <sighs> silence. Oh, I'm just warping to another area in Star Trek. Sorry. Does that mean it's time for news? Um, Alex, have you been playing anything that you want to talk oh, about? Oh, right. Alex. Hi, Alex. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, Sometimes I forget. I've... Yeah, I've been playing more Bravely Second, and I've reached the point where I know what Oh, you know what? Screw what you. The... We don't want to talk to Alex. He's got yeah, Bravely But I know what done. the missing letters are Oh! Now. So I just wanted to rub that in. Darn it! <laughs> We're never I still guess think it. I'm right. Yeah, but we'll never... He's not going to tell us. Of course he's not going to tell us. Oh. It's a huge spoiler, Chris. Yeah, I bet you it is. Yeah. All right. So we're going to have I'm a... Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure how much of a spoiler it is, but... We're going to have a voicemail about I'm not going to tell you either way. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he can't lord it over us. Yeah. Yep. It's mean. Yeah, I did almost screw up the whole big thing that happens, which is technically a spoiler, so I don't want to say any more on it, but I almost screwed up, but then realized that I'd screwed up. And managed to get back and not screw up? Does that mean, like, yeah. if you screw oh, up, you have to I, start over or something? I think almost, but I've made sure to use a second save slot. And I think there was a way for me to go back to it at that point anyway. Mm. But I sort of realized after about uh, an hour or so into what I've been doing that I didn't do what I was supposed to. Oh. Well, I didn't take the massive hint that the game dropped. Oh, Because <laughs> in the first you game, you weren't that. supposed to take a hint. Taking a hint was how to get the wrong ending in the first game. So, I don't yeah, know. No, no, you take the hint in this one. All right, got it. <laughs> yeah, aside from that, I've been playing baseball game. Have you so, stopped playing? Um, you were playing something on YouTube. Lacrosse, right? Oh, lacrosse. Lacrosse, that's it. Yeah, but Shiny New Baseball Game came out. Oh. So I was playing Shiny New Baseball Game instead. How is Shiny New Baseball show? Game? Yeah. MLB the show, so... Oh, that game, I have a love and hate relationship with that game. Oh, why is that? The mechanics and the gameplay is really good, but the online play is terrible. Oh. 
That does uh, not see, sound I'm like okay a good trade-off. I like to play both of the show. See, I like to play uh, in leagues and such. So when I, I joined one, and just the the lag and some of the online connectivity issues just ruins the game. Yeah, I'm all about the career mode in that one, so... It's probably a great game. <laughs> it does have it does have the cool thing where if you have a career mode from the previous game, it will let you continue that. Oh, nice! See, that's nifty. Although this time I decided I just wanted to start a new one because I wanted to try a different, playing a different position. Oh, okay. So what were you playing before, and what are you playing now? Oh, I, was, I think I was doing a pit, pitch in the first one. Now I'm just a outfielder. So. Gotcha. I whack the thing rather than throwing the thing. That's a change. Yep. And aside from that, we had, well, Glenn had his um, regular Final Fantasy free login period over the Easter weekend, so I jo did my regular joining him for that, and I finally managed to finish the 3.0 content for Heaven's Ward, so yay. So you are caught Congrats. up now. Congratulations. Uh, not, not quite. I need to do the... Well, I think I just did the 3.1 stuff. I need to do the 3.2 story content. Okay. I can never and remember all, what's the most recent. Yeah. And all the random dungeons that I will probably get to next time. Glenn has a free login period. <laughs> but we also... I think as a free company, we started. We tried. finally got around to doing the second coil of Bahamut. Oh, did you clear how'd it? that go? That went well because we cheated and did it unsynced. Wait, what? Bad. Well, I mean, even then, did that go well? Because, I mean, turn nine has about five different instant kill mechanics, oh, yeah. regardless of what level you are. Yes, uh, that was the one we did have to have multiple attempts on. I think we had, I think we got it on the fifth, the fifth attempt. We got that one. Ah, oh, dang it! That means you're ahead of me and Coil. Hey, I haven't even cleared T five yet. I'm not even level fifty. I'm not even level 40. See? Everyone can feel better than someone. Everyone's happy. My free company did convert their uh, mansion into a, uh, a Moogle mansion, though. What is a Moogle mansion? <clears throat> they complete when they, in one of the recent updates, they uh, added new uh... furniture. Not just furniture, but also decorations for the actual architecture. Oh, okay, the wall design sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, and they redid the entire outside of the mansion um, with Moogle stuff. So there's Moogle pillars and Moogle uh, pom-poms all over the place and Moogle statues and figureheads, and it's just, it's a Moogle, <laughs> it's a Moogle paradise. It's great. I mean, they spent, they had to have spent millions of gil doing this you know they had already had you know a fully decorated exterior and now it just it looks fantastic that's beautiful so who's group yeah, my, is this this isn't our uh, group right so nope it's a group that actually what? plays the game for real um, our group plays for real, but they only play for real on paid on on freebies. <laughs> free, free no, I'm 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 on uh, behemoth. And it's the group that I'm in is one of the probably one of the bigger air quote social uh, free companies. They're socialists. They don't put as, yeah, socialists. Uh, yes. They don't put as as big of an emphasis on uh, end game 
rating, although there are certainly people in it that, you know, like to do stuff like that. Uh, it's mostly geared towards... Uh, dirty casuals. You know, well, I mean, I would probably be considered a dirty casual because I have an active subscription, but um, I think I logged in for the Easter event and I haven't been in again. <laughs> um, I haven't been playing too much, but I don't like grinding. I don't. No. But I like just need to log in and start playing again. I don't know why I haven't. I really should. You have other things to do. Like playing every 3DS game ever like you've been doing. <laughs> but I felt bad for not logging in for a while. But then I logged in with the most recent patch. And like right off the bat, I was able to up my item level by like 10 or 15. So I'm like, yes, you know, slackers get rewarded because yep. everything was so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, is that all the like, the initial level sixty stuff? Because yeah, I benefited from that as well. <laughs> yeah, it used to be you could only get the uh, the material required to upgrade your weapon to one fifteen or whatever it was. You could only yeah. get it from uh, Alexander, uh, and now they made it so you can actually straight up buy it. So from like your guild? Not from the, no. You would when you raid. Uh, which one is it? The Void Arc. At the end of that, you get a token, and you can trade that token for a material, and you can use that material to upgrade your item. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they've definitely been adding a lot more. It's only, to... uh, I think I think you can only get that once a week, though. Yes, Unless that is only. That. Still, that that's is really only, nice. That is only once a week, but you're talking about um, right now. The there are only a couple of other ways to get stronger weapons than that. Um, and they're either very, very difficult or very, very time-consuming. Um, and ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh-uh. I don't have time. No, especially, especially the new Relic line. It is just incredibly time-consuming and incredibly expensive. Like, even more expensive than it is time-consuming. Like, think Final Fantasy XI dynamis weapon no it's not that bad <laughs> nothing will ever be that bad almost well i mean maybe 2005 dynamis maybe and bear in mind of course these days you can solo dynamis in less than an hour but solo dynamis for as long as you want to be in there at this point actually there's no you don't get kicked out anymore oh they took the time limit out as well it's essentially none yeah. Oh, Once yeah, you do yeah, the Rhapsody stuff, it's it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember. I actually just uh, used that free weekend to uh, one of the <clears throat> private servers uh, has a tool. <laughs> free weekend that, on a private server. <laughs> that reads your um, your character data. So it takes your, your appearance and your inventory and stats and everything, it exports it to an XML file, and then they can put it onto their server. So now I have my character on a private server. There's limitations. There's They don't allow certain items, uh, and they cap how many levels you could transfer just so you don't go in as like a 99 across the board god. Um, but, because you wouldn't uh, it, want anybody cheating in this private servers. Well, they it's act they're more they're more balanced 
with how they have their servers set up. Um, you do have a permanent speed boost, which is yeah. almost which is almost dizzyingly fast. It's That's faster what I like than to hear. it's faster than flee. Um, you can up until level oh. I think it's either fifty or seventy five. Uh, you can use a a chat command to give yourself uh, a uh, refresh, regen, and uh, oh, so the hat. But and whatever the the TP one is, you can get that for as long as you're Regain. in that zone. Yeah, you can access the auction house from anywhere. Um, but yeah, I was able to transfer over my Dark Knight at his maximum level. Um, everything else got capped at 75. I had uh, the gill limit was a million. Um, there are a bunch of items. Any item over level 75, they didn't allow to transfer. There were some other specific Is this items. Is a 75 that didn't cap server? No, it's not. It's just to huh. um, it's it's a way for them to balance because um, you have a lot of other. There are other private servers that are much more lenient with how quickly they let you get experience. Yeah. So they don't want they don't want people you know going onto one of these other servers automatically maxing out everything and then transferring over there. Hmm. Is pretty much what the deal is. Um, but yeah, they also they let you have one cure bot so you can level up a mule to cure. Um, but they're also pretty strict with not having other like they don't want you to multi box in Dynamis or, or anything like that. Anyways, what do you do there? Same thing. Okay. It's the it, it's the same as uh, they have all the uh, Rhapsody stuff and Ryzen G and all that. Um, I don't know if it has Rhapsody. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm I'm not because you have to redo all the quests anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, you, they do not take quest progress, which means I have to do my stupid sub job again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to recollect all of my spells. Those mm -hmm. don't persist with the transfer, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't want to have to go out and get the uh, the Utsusemi scrolls. Those were a pain. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, other than Can that, you, you know, do you it get has... uh, alter egos on that server? I don't know. I mean, I don't okay. even. I I think I had played. I had reinstalled it for like uh, a free weekend. And I probably ended up playing for about a half an hour, and 25 minutes of that was trying to figure out how to change my jobs. Got it. You go to the Mog House. Well, yeah, I figured that out eventually, <laughs> but it, it took me five minutes to remember how to no, open up the menu. If you don't remember like anything I... in that game, you are just so <sighs> lost. You know, and now it's good because my, my muscle memory has finally kicked back in, uh -huh. and I remember how to control movement and everything with one hand on the keyboard. Because I don't like using I don't like using keyboard or mouse in in that game. I just use the straight up keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that first time it took me. I played for like a half an hour. I had five minutes trying to open the menu, twenty minutes trying to figure out how to play my job, and then another five trying to find where my equipment was for that job. And then I had to shut it down. So I, I don't think I actually got to kill anything. No, this sounds like me playing eleven. Mm. Yeah. I was like, why can't I just equip this other weapon right here and change jobs? Why isn't this working? That's what a very bravely default here? thing, isn't it? Well, Final Fantasy XIV, 14 I can just change does my... That, right, sorry. Yeah, I knew I there was something. Change... 
I can just change my weapon right there in the field and, you know, there you go. Cool. We should play 14, Chris. Uh, as soon as I'm done with 11. <laughs> but you haven't been playing 11 because you've been playing Neverwinter. No, because I've been playing Diablo 3 lately. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> I got tired of Neverwinter. Did we finally finish everything that everybody's been playing? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Chris, do you know what time it is? It's time to hear about EVE Online. Tell me about EVE Online. Okay. There is a huge battle going on right now. So it's starting. What's the battle over, Anna? Um, Alice? No, don't help her, Alice. I want no, to hear no, Anna no. explain. I am not entirely certain what kicked off the battle, but I do know that it is hilarious to see news outlets report about this because one of the team <laughs> names has a swear in it. Or one of the what, corporation. The yes, what, the, the CFC? CF... yes, the CFC. Yes, the CFC. So CFC stands for Cluster Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it, they're not actually called that anymore. They rebranded as the Imperium uh, a few months ago because they're more marketable that way. <laughs> no, and seriously. the interesting That's thing so is, smart. There is, is there is when massive... they rebranded, a, a bunch of the smaller coalitions that had joined them all broke off and were like, we are not treated like equals in this empire. So screw you, we're out. Oh yeah. Well, there are some there. There's a lot of things that led into this. Um, CFC slash Imperium are basically made up of Goon Swarm plus their allies slash pets slash whatever you want to call them. Pets. Uh, previous. Yeah. So pets in this instance refers to. Um, basically they had kind of like vassal alliances occupied in their space. Um, so they paid rent. And in exchange, they would have their space defended by, uh, like, the primary body, which was basically Goon Swarm plus uh, alliances like uh, Fidelis, Constance, FCON, um, the Bastion, Circle of Two, uh, Space Monkeys Alliance, that kind of thing. Um, and for a while, the northwest region of space, centered around uh, the Declan region, uh, has been considered to be very unassailable. Um, what happened recently, there were two major driving forces behind this current, it's not just a battle, it's a whole war. Um, it basically, people have been saying that, um, like Nullsec has been getting very stale lately. And a lot of people have been looking forward to when somebody finally puts down, puts the chips down and goes all in. Well, funny Uh, that you should say chips. Because I was reading an interesting article earlier this week that said that one of the factions um, was bankrolled by an online casino to basically kick off this war. Yep. What? So there were two things. There were two things that happened. Were they the taking thing, bets on the war or something? No, no. Let me get. I'll get to it. Okay. There were two things that happened at roughly the same time. The first was um, CFC announced uh, something called the Viceroy program. Now, it's not quite sure if this was meant to be a joke or not, uh, but basically, their idea was they were going to invade certain regions of low sex space uh, to destroy money moons, so uh, moons that could be mined for large quant- quantities of passive income. Um, unless the residents, um, I believe the phrase was, uh, bent the knee. So, you know, they basically submitted to their Goonie overlords and contributed Wait, their the income. the Goonies are in this too? 
<laughs> well, yeah, what do you think Goon Swarm's made out for? Okay. Um, yeah, it's a good joke in there. Um, so this was largely um, fought off by uh, what, what a lot of people called Low-Sec Voltron. Uh, basically, the the low sec entities banded together, put aside common, you know, put aside their differences, and united against common cause, and then successfully pushed them out of low sec again. Around the same time, someone in Space Monkeys Alliance, I believe it was, uh, he pissed off a website or the owners of a website called I Want Isk. Now, I Want Isk is an Eve Online casino slash betting organization. Um, where you can bet in-game money uh, and f on slot machines and things like that. These guys are widely regarded as being, like, loaded. Like, they have, like, trillions of ISK flowing through them because of how wide this gambling operation they has is. So they bankrolled... Um... Crap, I can't remember who it was. Um... Basically, they bankrolled a couple of NullSec alliances to attack uh, Space Monkeys Alliance, who are a part of the Imperium. Um, these two entities, so LowSec Voltron and the NullSec entities, kind of then came together. Uh, a lot of people now call them the Money Badger Coalition. <laughs> <sighs> because previously there was a, uh, in, I don't know, 2011 between sort of 2011 2012 there was a honey badger coalition no i, I get it i, I know what so. honey badger is. <laughs> no no but i mean the honey badger coalition was a thing that existed there is now the money badger coalition because of how they're being funded oh, this um, is beautiful so over the last couple of weeks uh there has been a lot of shit posting uh there's been a lot of propaganda and there's been a lot of blown up ships <laughs> Um, yeah, so last Wednesday or Thursday, there was the largest recorded battle in EVE history, and they're still attempting to figure out how much the battle cost. In fact, EVE put out a press release on Friday about the battle. Let me see if they have, they had a value in there for how much, yeah, gaming's largest conflict ever was the name of the press release. The um, I don't think the any of the individual battles have outdone uh, B5RB or Asakai, the two famous battles where like trillions was destroyed yep. in Titans. So um, this is considered so Mar March 28th was the battle of MOEE8, the second mm -hmm. largest battle in EVE Online behind 2014's bloodbath of B-R5R8. Over 5,800 pilots participated in a a single battle for seven hours march 28th saw the most kills in all of nullsec in eve online history yeah it's big there was like uh, this it, ball of ships in the battle and i don't understand what's up with that but... yeah they did a, um, there's actually a video of that ball on the um on the eve online youtube channel and apparently this was the longest slowdown in EVE Online's history, it, it actually lasted longer than the Battle of um, BR5RB. Of BRBs? <laughs> Catchy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using the names that, like, EVE Online themselves What are these names use. from? Is this the system that they took place in or something? Or? Yes. 
the coordinates? Uh, there's all there's all there's all kinds of esoteric names that get banded around. Um, the uh, the names you hear, like B-3 or whatever, those are all system names because all of the systems in NullSec don't have names. They just have numerical designations. Mm. Um, and um, you will see lots of bizarre references to things like Hammercats, Slowcats, um, and other things which refer to ship doctrines, so sort of unified ship concepts that people often fly together. Um, the reason for the ball that you see is uh, the the fleet commander will often do uh, group warps and the way the game kind of handles that for a lot of people or the way it when you warp off a gate you jump jump through it places you somewhere in a sphere around the gate and then the fc will initiate a, a line and then a warp and it often kind of preserves this very spherical shape so you often end up with these balls of ships flying around um it's big stuff uh, the only downside is while CCP have recently put in what they call Tech 3 server architecture, so uh, like a sort of reworking of the the under the, the underlying server architecture and stuff, uh, there is still soul-crushing time dilation <laughs> for well, a lot this, of these this sites. this war didn't happen on one of those servers, right? Well, some it. of it... There was, um, so they do have these things called reinforced nodes, but they can't reinforce nodes when people are on them. Mm. So they have to be informed beforehand as to where battles are likely to happen. Sometimes they miss. Uh, I did see a battle with, I think it was 1,600 or so. Um, well, well, I suppose it wasn't much of a battle, more of a massive station camp, but there was no time dilation in that one. But the main one, the one that they're advertising there, uh, that one definitely did. Uh, there was quite a lot of time dilation with that one. I think it, at the moment it's unavoidable. Um, even when they put all of this new hardware in, um, people will just bring more people until the hardware is strained again. <laughs> it's like, the hardware is working too well. Get more people on. Go! <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so-called the N plus one problem. Someone brings N, you bring N plus one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it. Um, I think it's sort of indicative of how um, kind of much this is kind of resonating with people who um, either have previously played the game or um, even new players. Um, Eve has actually broken for four thousand forty thousand uh, active um, characters online in uh, what appears to be over a year. I'm sorry, say that again? I don't understand the stat. Uh, sorry, as in number of people online. Okay, so they had their highest kind of... concurrence ever? No, it's not ever. Oh, okay. So um, the last time it was this high was apparently over a year ago, or thereabouts. Yeah, it was the the... One of the previous big fights, probably. Yeah. Shoot, I remember them saying something about this. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I have to say it's... Um, you kind of have to say it's characters is some people maybe logged in with multiple characters. The interesting yeah. thing is, is I like the fact that no one can decide what the name of this battle is. Because half of the people in it are calling it the Easter War, and everyone else is calling it World War B. Yep. <laughs> And I'm not really sure what the reference behind that one is. 
Um, so the two, the there actually are a pair of references. Easter War is probably going is um, sort of tabled because um, Eve has previously had something widely known as the Halloween War. Um, the World War B. <laughs> so wait, to we the can't have an Easter War because there was a Halloween no, War. No, 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 no. I'm no, I'm pointing out that um, wars tend to get named after holidays. It I'm seems. just tired of people taking the Easter out of Eve. All right. <laughs> And World War B is because Goon Swarm's logo is the Goon B. Oh, okay, interesting. Like you, you've never seen. The, have you never seen the Goon, the Goon Swarm B? I have not. Hmm. It is there. Probably uh, have and don't logo. remember it. I try to not pay attention to something awful whenever I can. I go out of my way to avoid it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I think Posted that's it in Skype chat. All right. Oh, there it is. That's a good yep. B. I like that B. Yeah, that good, is good the helmet, uh, that, actually. Yeah. That's that's the Goon Swarm B. All right, I like that. Yeah. So that's the reason, and I think CCP have used World War B as a in their PR stuff. <laughs> so, have you been online during this war at all? Um, I have not um, undertaken. I have not been actively fighting, but I have taken a cloaky T three out into Nullsec uh, to go and watch. All right, so I can't just take a starter ship out there and expect to be able to watch, right? It's just going to uh, be well, blown might, up by can, consequence. You, yeah, I was going to say you can, but you might get shot at. I mean, because, I mean, you could easily just be someone spying for the other side. Right. Um, the easiest thing to do if you wanted to join, um, it, uh, regardless of your character age, and this goes to anyone listening, is um, join one of the newbie-friendly um corporations pandemic horde even brave newbies karma fleet if you want to fight for goon swarm um those guys will take anyone doesn't matter if you've only been playing for two hours they will take anyone because you can always fly hero tackle i don't know what that means uh basically a cheap cheap fast ship with a warp scramble on it Ah, okay because all you need is a point. That's what they call, you know, point, pointing someone refers to sticking a warp scrambler on them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because if anything, if you can hold something down a lot bigger than yourself. Um, contributing. Yes, you are still contributing. Um, anyone can contribute. Every, every ship counts. So I'm watching this war. There's a lot of, like, what look like bubbles in the space. Yeah, those are um, interdictor bubbles. Stop people from warping out. Okay, so what do you need a point for at that point if you have these giant well, bubbles that ta- do the job? Um, tackle kind of covers things that aren't necessarily uh, warp scrambles. That's just usually the one that people oh. use it for. Um, it also ca- covers things like webs, uh, ECM, that kind of thing. Okay. So. What do you do uh, when your character also- gets potted during these wars? Isn't that going to set no, you back we- a lot? No, because uh, these days you don't lose any skill points for being potted. <gasps> really? Yeah, I that was changed ages that. ago. Oh, okay. There's no requirement to keep your clone up to date. The only time that you lose skill points if you get potted is if you're flying a T3 cruiser and you'll only lose the points from one of your T3 cruiser skills. Because hmm. oh. that's the penalty for losing a T3 cruiser. What? <laughs> it's a very specific penalty for a very specific type of ship. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
that's it was it's one of the balancing things t3 cruisers are very powerful otherwise just because of how adaptable they are got it they're the ones that you make up of five different bits oh like voltron yes okay and since those ones have uh, i think there's four different types in each each slot they can be very adaptable and I would say a number of the fleets that have gone out have been T3 cruiser fleets. I just, I just want a podcast where you talk to me about EVE, all right? Can we just have that? <laughs> if, if you want to invite me on some other time, I'm more than happy to discuss it. I have you on all the time. What are you talking about? No, no as in outside of the normal, outside uh-huh. of the normal Saturday cast. Uh, I don't understand It's a special anything. EVE cast. It's an EVE or, just, uh, just ring me on Skype if you want me to explain something. Oh, you don't have that kind of time. Uh, well, I kind of do after work. <laughs> and otherwise, I would just sit here and play video games. Yeah. Oh. Play video games, talk to Chris. Play video games, talk to Chris. I'd choose play video games personally, but uh, so that's so you've been. What have you been doing in Eve then? Hmm. Sorry. Uh, we. I. I don't remember if we've really establish what you're doing right now in eve she warps into the fights and watches them yeah is that it (laughs) well that's what i have done previously otherwise i fly around low sec and kill people because pvp is fun wait wait did did you deliver missiles this week uh no i didn't deliver any missiles this week sorry chris is so disappointed hey i'm too busy watching other people delivering missiles okay there are a lot of That's missiles lot. being delivered in this video. Oh, there are a lot of there are a lot of missiles being delivered. All right, especially just, just big glowing waves of it looks like people shooting space kamehamehas at each other. So I don't know what's going on in this video. Uh, that, yeah. There's probably a lot of lasers flying around. Oh, okay. We should probably move on to other news. As cool as Eve I is the only is. news that you need, Anna. I won't argue that. <laughs> All right, fine. What else we got for news this week? Ugh. I don't know how to come off of that. All right. So the our next story is about a game called Kings and Heroes, which is you not. You can't news. have one without the other. Oh, really? I have no idea. Okay. There's no world. So in our world without kings, we have no heroes. Okay. It is very rare that you don't find. Both in a fantasy RPG. Chris, I, I just imagine you saying that in that movie trailer voice. Kings and heroes. No, you said in a world. In a world where, in a world without kings, can there truly be heroes? I'm not good at the movie trailer voice. I can't really do it. <laughs> um, that guy and his replacement. All right. So the game's open world fantasy action RPG called Kings and Heroes is coming from Industry Games. Not the games industry. It's called Industry Games. Um, I don't think there was much confusion there, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's being developed for PC, PS4, Xbox One. It's uh, going to be an early access as of April 26th. And five classes, six races. Uh, again, open world fancy action RPG. So what does that mean? It's like Fable or um, Kingdoms of Amalur or Skyrim? Or what? Well, I guess it's co-op. So that's different than all those because it's co-op. <laughs> So, procedurally generated dungeons, third-person Diablo, maybe? I don't know. Well, I guess Diablo is third-person, huh? Third-person Diablo. With a, with a movable camera? I don't uh, know. They don't They don't show that much here. But uh, we got a trailer up. You can go watch it. Um, there's a spider lady. People kill it. And there's a big 
ogre thing, evil centaur, and things are being bashed. So it looks like an action game where you get with your buddies and pound stuff into dust. This could be fun. We should play this. Somebody with me. No? All right. Not it. Not it? <laughs> well, maybe somebody on the Not podcast. It. Oh, come on. Already being shot down. <clears throat> All right, well, we have another game called Kill to Collect. And they put up a trailer of this. <clears throat> Do you have to? Oh, trailer. Yeah. Uh, the P- Pieces Interactive put this out. It's a co-op cyberpunk roguelike kill to collect. It's going to be on April 6th. That's very soon here, just a few days. PC, Steam, fourteen ninety nine discounted launch price. Uh, it is set in Geoshelter Alpha, the last known city on Earth. The dystopian future sees corporations and criminals fighting it out in slums commonly called the deeper levels. Bounty hunters controlled by the players are the closest resemblance to order as they eliminate unsavory characters using a variety of means such as swords, iron fists, riot guns, and electrical powers. That's a weird combination of, of weapons. Uh, and we got a trailer, so you can watch that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, see if it's cartoony. Which I didn't expect from that description. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's leaderboards and stuff, apparently, and dailies. So, there you go. Co-op. Oh, yeah. The, the, the last thing that you need right now, Chris, is more dailies. Yeah. You didn't even talk about Neverwinter. Oh, no, because I've been just doing the basic daily and logging out just to progress the storyline. Which, by the way, I got through the 10 days of dailies, did two more missions, and now it's 15 days of dailies for the next storyline mission in that the new expansion. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it came from that the dailies. That is awful. It is pretty awful. It's just never winter. Just a big ball of disappointment. Um, Aren't you glad you spent $300 so, on it? Shut up. No. <laughs> I, you know, it was just just 50 bucks more, and think of all the things it gets me. It's fine. <laughs> It's just like that's the price of a game, and I'm getting so much enjoyment out of this. I am so glad that I got all of my stuff from a VIP package for doing a uh, developer in-game sit-in with them. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think I played it when it first came out, and I probably maxed out my character within like a week. And that, well, I I consider that to be part of the appeal of Neverwinter is the fast leveling. And then sixty to seventy came, and they kind of said, "Well, screw that." So if you were into but that, the gear, screw you. but even even disregarding leveling, gearing was super fast because there was yeah. no difference between any of the equipment. Yeah, all you had to do was go to the the market board or whatever, just straight up buy all the end game gear, and you're done. Well, except it. you're essentially spending real money to buy it. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't spending real money because they pretty much gave me the they gave money. you enough. Yeah, all right. Um, but uh, it's funny because I did at uh, at Pack South, um, you know, Perfect World was there with um, Livelock, oh, and okay. I had asked the Perfect World rep if Neverwinter was coming to PlayStation Four and not just Xbox, and he stonewalled me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would probably play it if it ended up on no PlayStation. Why 4. Why would you but... do it again? What do you? Okay. If oh, I mean, with with my same character, I don't okay. I don't know if I would start over. I don't think they're gonna. Oh, finish. I guess now you can, huh? In those new rules, games are gonna be more allowed to do that. Um, I I would recommend if you're gonna play Neverwinter not to get on the Xbox because you will always be behind. Um, though I I understand some people would prefer a console experience there, so I guess there is that. But 
Um, you're always going to be behind on the development with the with the Xbox version. Eesh. No, no, don't play Neverwinter. What am I talking about? Don't play. No, I you know, know it's fun if, looking. Don't play. If it. you like, if you don't like spend those, money on it. <laughs> if you like those D and D rules and you're having fun, then why not? Because otherwise, you might because as well say, don't spend too money. Because like, tempting with, to spend money. But on with it. like with like Guild Wars. You know, it's it's like, would you not spend money on that? If I you would were happily spend it? sixty bucks on Guild Wars and then play it for as long as you want. But that's not how Neverwinter works. Neverwinter is like, well, you should spend ten bucks for this bag, twenty bucks for this horse, and um, well, your but that's what Guild old. Wars does. You could, really need, you could well, spend, you could spend fifteen dollars for this pickaxe, and you can spend twenty dollars for this weapon skin. I haven't played Endgame Guild Wars, so I don't know how it's going now. I just remember, you know, it was nice that you spend money on the game and then you were done. But hey, Guild Wars is more ease of use stuff and uh, cosmetic stuff, though, right? Not yeah, for the most part, at least. I mean, because I didn't play too much. Never went uh, straight Guild up pay to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not pay to. And I think and that's was, Guild Wars Two was such a disappointment. Was it? I've only it played was very Guild well Wars reviewed. Two, so um, I thought it was cool. I just for some reason I didn't stick with it. I, I played it during a time in my life that I was having some health issues, so it's been marred in my memory. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to judge it right. I was sad about PAX South. I, I didn't get to go this year. Because mm. my kid was just born. I mean, it's only... I, I My parents both live in San Antonio. Yeah, so. You keep using that kid as an excuse. Yeah, we said it's fair. We said Ken instead. Yeah. This what just, well, I mean, I was, I was going to go anyway. Okay. So... Um, I went the first year. I wonder if it was more busy or had more of a show out the second year because the first did. year I did. It was okay. much. It was much bigger. Um, the that whole uh, area with the with all the games in it. You know how they had games and like tabletop last uh-huh. year. This year it was all games. All of the tabletop stuff was moved over to the other half of the convention center where last year they only had the swag bags um this year it was swag bags and uh tabletop and stuff like that that's cool Um, i was worried about the the small showing they had the first year that it wouldn't gonna last but no it was they had a a really good uh turnout lots of stuff there um you know nintendo wasn't there but capcom kind of took its place um they had they had a pretty pretty big booth um, lots of other. Yeah. I mean, Devolver had a big booth. Tiny Build had a big booth. I guess I was kind of comparing it to to PAX East, which it, it wouldn't be fair. But compare, I guess compared to many other game conventions, it was still bigger than those. So I guess I shouldn't have been. PAX too, East took like three but, years to really get going. So yeah. the fact that it took PAX South only two years to get going is a big deal. I yeah, know, I mean, like it's down the street. It's a two and a half hour drive from my house and like i said both my parents live there so and, you know, i have a lot of old friends so it's a usually it would be a really good thing to go down there and do my wife's from there too and her brother went and so i we get together as friends and go but yeah yeah it's pretty much like a, a two and a half hour drive for me as well um really but uh yeah san antonio is a great place for it i'm glad that they picked that as opposed to something like austin or dallas or houston uh, i think it's a much better fit uh they have a really good local culture there uh, without being really expensive, like you would find in the uh, the other cities. 
All right. Can I surprise you all? I want to surprise you all. I'm surprised. They're making Two Worlds 3. <laughs> Nobody saw this one coming, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Topware Interactive announced <laughs> they're going to put out a patch for Two Worlds 2 and new DLC. The Wait, patch includes an entire engine two? update. I don't know. It's been out for uh, uh, apparently 2011. Okay. So five-year-old game. They're patching it. New engine or an up- engine update. And they're getting ready for Two Worlds 3 to come out three years from now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know where this company's getting its monies from. But that's fantastic. <laughs> it's like, well, we've been on pause for the last two years. But now, uh, now we're back. And we're just going to keep going forward. Like, Two Worlds 2 was a giant franchise that everybody wanted another one. Actually, reviewed okay, didn't it? I this had the velvet. It was better pod- than the first one, I think. This, this one had, like, the velvet edition, I think I remember. Um, I think the, the first one was a hot mess. Pirates of the Flying Fortress. I remember buying this one because it had an expansion about pirates, and I never played it. So I should really get around to that. Basically, though, I hear it's just like a poor man's Elder Scrolls. Hmm. It's usually what it's described. It's that same style of game, but I think it but actually pirates. still sells decently. Oh, does it? Jeez. I love it. Uh, well, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> Two Worlds 3, it's happening. Uh, nobody nobody called that. Uh, got another story here about uh, independent developer Balcony Team. They're making an isometric isometric RPG called Balram, and it's out now on Steam. Uh, it's a two-person development team based in Hungary. They kickstarted it. It's a classic PC RPG style. Features real-time exploration and an open world combined with turn-based combat. So, is anyone going to play this? This, Jonathan, this is this is in this is your style game. Three-quarter perspective. Come on. Or you got enough of those between the Baldur's Gate expansion and Pillars of Eternity? Uh, this one has farming. It looks like. I haven't, I haven't. I do not know about this game. Okay. So maybe I need to look into it. It has a lot of crafting and survival mechanics, too. Uh, so I don't know. Crafting. Yeah. So maybe not so much. So I, I, I kind of want to watch a Let's Play of this and see what people do in it. Get an idea. Yeah, this is... I'll, I'll check it out when it's on Steam and see what the, the It's uh, out response. on Steam right now. Is it out? Yeah. It's out right now. You can check it out. See what the response is. Let us know. All right. Sega of America has announced a date for 7th Dragon 3 Code VFD for 3DS. Uh, it's going to be out in North America on July 12th, 2016, physically and digitally, 40 bucks. Or if you're in Canada, 55 bucks. because screw you, Canadians. Um, um, they also announced this week, which I originally thought was an April Fool's joke, that um, Sega will now publish all of Atlas's games. Okay. Which doesn't seem to be that big of a deal to me, but some people are losing themselves over it. Yeah, so the, well, what is Atlas? Been the same company for about a year now. So. Oh, have they been More the same two. company over here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Sega bought all of Atlas, including including Atlas the US USA. one. Okay. Yeah, because they bought Index Holdings. I didn't know how it works. You know, separate countries, separate company no, no, no. entities. Atlas USA has always been a wholly owned subsidy of Atlas JP. Okay. This is not like Natsume, all which right. is completely independently run. So is it? I wonder if Atlas is still going to be on the, the label, the well, label or not. I mean, Marvelous puts Exceed's logo on the back of their games, is how they handle it. And, I mean, when they announced it, they said that they were still going to retain the Atlas branding, so I suspect So does that mean it's 
would it just be be labeled as Atlas still, even though it's technically published by Sega? It's, Atlas is just an image. Exceed games are technically published by Marvelous. So if yeah. you look at like uh, Return to Popo Lacroix, it says Marvelous on the front, and then it says Exceed on the back. Okay. See, because like in the music industry, you can do this. You have an imprint. You know. Yeah. Right. And so. Though so Atlas technically still does do some developing, where Exceed only localizes. Correct. So I guess the Persona games. Right. So Atlas, Atlas JP still does all of their development as a development yeah. studio. Mm-hmm. Right. So but Exceed was never USA. a developer. Yeah. Just look forward to whoever that community manager guy is now, since I can never remember his face because he doesn't show it on the YouTube videos. Um, You're thinking of the new um, one. Yeah, but he's not the community manager. Oh, he's not. No, well, he's whoever the PR took guy. over Aram. Well, okay. Uh, the, their PR guy does a lot of community management, in my opinion. Not really. A lot of stuff that a community manager would do in another company. Oh, I see. Yeah, I get, okay, I get what you mean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Like, the community manager would usually be the one making the YouTube videos unboxing crap. Right. And in my opinion. I, that's what I'm used to seeing. Where it's, here is the PR guy, but whatever. Okay, whatever. It, it's a dumb thing to even argue about. Um, <laughs> Seven Dragon 3 is a fourth drag, seventh dragon game, the first to be released outside of Japan. Um, I don't think we have a date for Europe, or did we already get a date for Europe? Um, I, how this one uh, works. I don't think there's been an official announcement for Europe. Well, <laughs> now how do you feel, Mr. Bravely Second? Yeah. Um, pretty, much, yeah. pretty much exactly same, like he feels every, every time, every because time. this is a yeah. problem with Atlas games. Yeah. They come out years afterwards, uh-huh. and there's always uh, something that Sega ends up... games. Uh, there's always something <laughs> that ends up going wrong. And so not only do they happen way later, but they're often delayed or have, like, critical issues with them. Because <laughs> they were shopped out to a low-budget Not necessarily. Like, Ghostlight Games was supposed to do Devil Survivor and Devil Survivor 2, the remakes. Do they still exist? Oh, yeah. Okay. In fact, they publish, like, tons of Steam games now. I don't hear anything about Ghostlight or Rising Sun anymore. You mean Rising Star? Rise, whatever. Oh, yeah, they're exactly. Both, they're both going strong, Chris. Okay. Just in Europe, yeah. not here? <laughs> um, well, here's the thing is, um, Ghostlight has switched to a lot of PC games. Okay. So they publish like, their PC games um, in both West, um, in both PAL territories and North America, North and South America. But there's still Ghostlight Games UK. So unless you're following their titles on Steam, you would not know what they are doing. Because they're a British company and you don't really pay attention to them. <laughs> is Fine. the best way that I can explain it. Well, you know who I paid attention to this week? Who did you pay attention Square to? Square Enix. They because they had Greg Miller, for some reason, doing a big event about Final Fantasy XV. I just... I can un... No, I, do, I don't understand why they picked him. Because his company, Kind of Funny Games, is specifically marketing themselves to companies to do things like this. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and they know the PR guys are like, hey, we're doing, we want to host things for you. Because you have an event, let's do it. <laughs> but he doesn't like RPGs. He I don't doesn't know. even really like Final Fantasy. I don't know. And he even talked about that I don't on know. the show. I don't know. It's, forget it. Forget Greg Miller for a second. What did they announce? They announced 15 things. Okay. Number one. Uh,. Yeah, okay. So let's 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 pare it down a little. All right. 
<laughs> they put out the release date for Final Fantasy 15. That's the important part. No, they put out they put out the first release date that they're going to officially delay. Well, yeah, that's my opinion on it. Like <laughs> they're not going to make this release date, but it's the first announced release date. So, so September 30th, 2015. 2016. 2016. Otherwise, they've already missed it. Right. Which I guess also counts. <laughs> and so um when the pre-orders so interesting aside, when the pre-orders went up, the GameStop advertisement for it said PS4, Xbox One, and PC. A PC version of 15 has never been announced. Even at this event. Even at this event. And Where they had 15 things to announce, and that could have been one of them. There's like a dippy announcement going around, or there's like a dippy rumor going around this weekend that not only is it going to be PC, but it's going to be NX in 2017. Oh, for goodness sake. Who knows? <laughs> we have to know what the NX is first. Right. Exactly. So, Yeah. Food for thought. Take take with plenty of salt. Uh, there were lots of salt regarding Final Fantasy. <laughs> All right, so they showed... What did they show? They showed uh, an English trailer. They showed an, a bunch of trailers. They showed Chocobos. They showed Chocobos. Well, they had... Chocobos were already in the demo. Yeah, but they showed off Chocobos a lot more. And right, they're they very showed cool off Chocogo. No, no, that was, that was April, April Fool's, Fool's thing. Okay, yeah. Um... They re- revealed that the titular theme song is Stand By Me, and sung by Somebody. Florence and the Machine. Whatever. Don't care. Did yeah. I say that right? Why is it Stand By Me? Why isn't it the original Stand By Me? Why is it? I don't know. Well, I you know, here is something that someone else pointed out that's really fascinating. This is a story about four guys mm-hmm. going out on a cross-country trip yeah kind of like stand by like me. stand by me the movie yeah. yeah uh-huh and i discovered this week that japan is obsessed with stand by me okay i didn't know this so there you go recently i mean yeah this is this is a buddy film buddy travel film so anyways well, that speaking of films there's going to be a computer generated prequel yeah so film. there's a full cg no it's not a prequel film it is a concurrent film so what it what the film is is Final Fantasy XV's events from the view of the king and Nox's fiance Luna. I thought it was only up until the beginning of the game. I thought it went into the game. So they you an- don't see Nox. They announced fa- famous actors doing the voices in this game. So in Sean Bean, who's going to be the king, which means so he's the king's going to die. Yeah. And um, the lady <laughs> that does Cersei in Game of Thrones. Lena Headey? Lena, yeah. Is that her? Okay. And then, and then Aaron Paul. I don't recognize him. Who is um, the son in Breaking Bad. Okay. I think. I don't care. He is a the major son, no. character in Breaking he's the Bad. Other, the other part of the, Breaking Bad? The other main person with... Uh, he's the, the other cook? Not Walter White, but the other guy? Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. All right. My bad. I haven't seen the show yet. Uh, we'll get feedback later that apparently we don't watch enough popular shows. Apparently. So the okay, so they're going to it, this movie's going to come out before the game comes out, and it'll also be bundled with the deluxe and collector's editions. But if you want, okay, so they also revealed the deluxe edition, which is um, the game and the movie together in a steel case. And then they announced this WTF OMG BBQ collector's edition that was like I a hate statue them so much. and all the, <laughs> and like all the DLC and like extra costumes uh. and the the game and the movie and a couple of other things and 
they gave a big big double middle finger to everybody because it was only 30,000 of them which meant if you were in Europe screw you why because they cost $30,000 they cost $270 (laughs) US dollars it was way more in Europe I think in some places it was up to like the equivalent of $350 why was it that high in Europe I don't know exchange rates Oh, okay. Partially exchange Ta- trades, partially tax. screw you, Europe. Okay. And VAT. The, the VAT. And yeah. if you wanted one, good luck getting one because they sold out within 30 minutes. I thought oh, some yeah, came back already... up later. Yeah, they're like yeah. $600, $700 so on eBay. A second batch went up in Europe. So the, the event happened at like 5 a.m. Netherlands time because I was talking to Ninji about this. And so, like 6 a.m. Netherlands time, the first batch went up, sold out. I think it was like 4 a.m. British time. And then at 8 or 9 o'clock again that morning, a few more of them went up, and they sold out instantaneously. So if you wanted one, tough, tough noodles. Well, here's what you get in this $270 package. I already explained it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. A 192-page hardcover art book. That's the only thing I missed. And two I said exclusive steelbooks. Yes, what is I it? Why are there two steelbooks? Probably for the movie. Okay. Copy the game. A selection of the soundtrack. $270, you don't even get the full soundtrack, all right? <laughs> what the hell? Four DLC item packs, which do those matter whatsoever? And a Noctis figure. So you're paying for a statue and an art book, as, as Anna Well, those, those statues why? by themselves are like $130 in the U.S., and we have, we have, I those mean, can go, those they're can talking go about way. the kind of statues like we have in the living room. Is it? It's a polycrystal statue? Yeah, it's no. nice. It's a play arts. I don't know if it is. I, I, think, st- it's I think it's the play arts Kai, isn't it? Yeah. Those are the nicer ones. Is it? But is it plastic or crystal? That's what I want to know. Probably some kind of plastic. Yeah. If you have, if you're a normal person. And you want to buy the collector's edition? You can actually find. You actually, get... no. No, tell them what it is. Okay, ninety dollars gets you a copy of Final Fantasy Fifteen, one steelbook case, a copy of Kingsglaive. Wait, now hold on a second. Okay, so, all right, so I messed this up by doing it in reverse. So the collector's edition, the deluxe edition we said earlier, comes with all the stuff I said earlier, plus all this stuff I'm going to say now. So, fifteen. Steel bookcase. Kingsglaive, the movie. Um, whereas the $270 also comes with the anime, which we didn't talk about. There's a five-part yeah, anime. The first episode's up on YouTube right now. It's all going to stream for free. So you don't need a copy of this, but they're giving you a copy of this. Um, a DLC outfit called the Royal Raymond. A DLC weapon, Masamune, who is not to be confused with the dude wielding the motorcycle with horns <laughs> or whatever that Alice was talking about. And an alternate car color, Platinum Leviathan. <laughs> Which is, is that like is Blue Steel? Is that like Zoolander? I don't know what that is. Um. So here's the problem. That $90 edition or $100 edition, Yeah, it was sold out. Oh. I think some retailers might have put it back up. But like the it's first... Been, it's been up and off uh, right. of like everybody. I'm going to Amazon. I Final... on Amazon the other day, I think uh, Thursday maybe, Friday, Friday. And it was just on, so I, I grabbed a copy. I'm yeah, on... I am on Amazon right now, and as of this moment, it is available for purchase. Okay. For Xbox One and PS4. Okay. Because, yeah, it's the first day, basically for the first 24 hours, it was sold out. 
and then it kind of went up for a little bit and then disappeared and went up and then disappeared. So I guess it's stabilized now. And we get 20% off. You get 20% off. I mean, so, yeah, you can't I just, have a problem. I can't justify uh, What's 20% your problem? off of that versus the uh, super like ultra. Your wife will kill you if you yeah. edition. I'm, I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, I like collector's editions. We know I have a long history of that. But I also have been trying to rehabilitate myself with regards to that. And quite frankly, I don't see anything about this collector's edition that I care about. It's a couple of pieces of DLC like skins and weapons that won't matter 10 minutes into the game. The steelbook is nice. It's got a a mono artwork on it and I do appreciate that, but I'm not going to sit there and stare at my steelbook. Uh, I'll be lucky if I even keep it upstairs. So I mean, the Based the, on where I'm at now, I'm on the, the other side edition. of the coin, this is the only way to get the movie physically. And if that matters what? to you. No, it doesn't. Okay. I don't care about these movies physically anymore. When's the last time I watched Advent Children? <laughs> I even bought the Blu-ray version because I was like, all right, Blu-ray, HD, I'm going to try my new TV and, and turn up the sound system. It's going to be awesome. Never got around hey, to it. Hey, when we get our new sound system, we should try it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Advent Children. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, otherwise, the movie will be available digitally later this year, but before September 30th. And, yes, they also announced an anime that... So, I'm someone in our sure. chat room is saying episode six of the anime is only available in the collector's edition. Um, is that true? Not that I've heard. I, I have only heard that there are only five episodes. Yeah, and I've only heard yeah. of five... It's, it was called a five-episode anime at the... Okay. At the event so janesville i don't know that that's true i don't want to call you wrong but i'm just saying that that's not the info we have so we need more info on that but uh if if so that would be a reason to buy the collector's edition i guess that being said if they did that you know it would be the number one pirated thing on (laughs) episode six yeah Yeah, that's a good point Uh, they would not force people into buying a physical copy for one episode of the anime when it is so easy to justify stealing it. It says it's on their website, so let's go to their web. I'm going to look on their website. Let's keep talking. Um, now, there is the full anime that comes in the crazy hippy-dippy collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did they announce? So, do you guys remember where in time the anime is set? That was the only thing that I felt a little bit shaky about watching the event, because I haven't seen the anime yet. I'm kind of waiting to see it. It's it's before the events of the game. Okay. But I don't don't know how before exactly. Okay. (laughs) Um, The other thing that they announced was Final Fantasy XV Platinum, which is a new demo that you can play, which was, I'm quite certain, done by the Kingdom Hearts team. And it you must get, have been. And you get to play as Nox as a child, and he has a carbuncle companion. He and sure does. if you play through the demo, the demo is the only way to get the content that's in the demo. I think someone steps on his dog, though, and it doesn't go well for Carby. <laughs> that's the impression I got from the trailer for that demo. Um, I still so, haven't played it. I downloaded it. I didn't play it. I totally failed the podcast by not playing this demo. Chris. I know. Sorry. So, about an hour. Yeah, the Did you play hour. it? Yeah, the only way yeah, to get the content okay, so in the demo us. is to play the demo. It's not yeah. get content. It's is not this like worth a your time? Game. What is what is yes. happening in this? Absolutely. So it's pretty much um, 
I get the impression that it's taking place when the palace must be being raided at that point or something. I don't know. But he's asleep. Uh, he wakes up into this dreamscape. Uh, Carbuncle is there. Apparently, he can communicate with you telepathically through your cell phone. Um, Perfect. That's how those work. So he, he's pretty much sending you text messages every time he wants to talk to you. That's what my Digimon um, do. And <laughs> there are three, four areas uh, that you go through. One of them is a, a forest. Um, the second is a uh, kind of like a, uh, what would you call it? Like a sitting room that it looks like it, it might've been like his father's sitting room and there's like toys all over the place. Um, the third is a sort of town-ish kind of area. And the fourth is a, is a boss arena. Um, and you're pretty much collecting these, uh, I don't know, there's some sort of memory fragment things that really just act as a, as a counter to unlock some, uh, special pads that are on the floor um there's a couple of different weapons and items to collect there are some of these special pads that unlock uh you get to see a glimpse of some of the other uh, i'd imagine summons i think there's leviathan titan um and something else i can't remember uh but yeah and then at the end there's a giant boss fight the first time i did it uh funny story the whole entire one side of the screen, there was some sort of huge flare effect that any time I had even a sliver of that side of the arena on my screen, everything was blinding white light. So I was I was so, cursing so they, off. They turned out how to turn it. on Bloom. Yeah. Uh, it was it was terrible. The second time I did it because there's a there's a hidden there are two hidden items in the final stage. Uh, the second time I did it, it didn't happen. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, it wasn't just somebody trying to burn out my retina. Uh, it was just a, a glitch. Hmm. Uh, but it was, I mean, the combat was really fast-paced, very Kingdom Heartsy. Um, it uh, felt a lot smoother than the uh, episode Dusque. Um, did you play the know. redone Dusque? Uh, you know, I had I had tried to to load it up and play again. And the amount that I played really just felt exactly the same to me. Okay. Um, so I didn't really spend a whole lot of time with it. I don't know if... Can you get that anymore? Or is that Duskate Part 2 redo patch gone? I, I think... Isn't it isn't it freely available to anybody who wants it at this point? I don't know. I went looking on the, the no, website I, version I of PSN and I couldn't find it. So. Oh, I thought that it had been made I available was... to everybody. Oh, Okay. I don't remember. I thought it was still exclusive to Type Zero. No, the original one was exclusive to Type Zero, and then they opened up the floodgates because they said yes. they wanted more feedback. Then it turned out like sixteen people bought Type Zero. No, <laughs> well, I guess seventeen. I was, I was one of those sixteen. Yeah, we um, were too. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how much we've played so, that. So we have like a quarter of the people in the world who bought Type Zero right here. Yes, and Max says it's really good. I don't know what's up. I I don't know. I didn't I, play it after uh, they fixed the, the camera. The music's really good. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Probably, so, yeah. I played the demo of PAX East, and I wasn't thrilled by it, but I'd already had it pre-ordered, so I went and got it anyway. But I haven't played my copy yet. 
I like the Moogle in it, but that was pretty much it. Because of how stiltedly it would say Kupo every time. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Platinum demo was um, was very nice. Everything looked really good. Um, the music was was really nice. Uh, and it, it was short. You know, you, in Duske, you could go and you could play for hours if you really wanted to. Um, this, even if you tried really hard, you're still looking under an hour. Hmm. But it was a fun hour. Hmm. Well, that's good. And at at the end, it'll ask you if you want to pre-order Final Fantasy 15. Um, and there's no, you can't say no. I already did it. It just says okay. If you change your mind, you can go to the menu and click buy Final Fantasy 15. And <laughs> don't don't forget to buy Final Fantasy 15. Please, pretty please. Please. Yeah, they only, they, they well, only need I don't understand why Sakaguchi was there. I just don't get it. I, I think I read a clarification on that. They don't need to sell ten million. I think. Yeah, it's their yeah. That's their that's their target okay. for it's a success is ten million. Like Tomb Raider. I think they can make know? money less than that. Well, oh, nine million. <laughs> I, don't I know. think it's, I just... it's that's their that's their personal goal for. They would they would love for it to sell that much. I don't think it's mm-hmm. their realistic expectation of how much it's gonna sell. Oh, so that got really misreported. Um, yeah, yeah. They clarified it later. Like, someone asked, and they're like, "No, no, no." Yeah, like the first day, it was everybody thinking that if they didn't sell ten million, then Square Enix was going to be going bankrupt. And oh, the next day, they're I like, never thought I never thought that, that but I love it. <laughs> We need someone else um, to come buy them. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we present my, to you Square my, Enix Blizzard Vision. <laughs> my, my, my joke when that came up was um, uh, all they need to do is just uh, stick a few more microtransactions on Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, you know, do a Naoki Yoshida mount, $50. Yeah, people would buy it. I hate, oh my goodness, I hate all of those microtransaction mounts and everything that they're doing. Like if you want to get slept near, what is it? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yep. For for a microtransaction mount yeah, that see, does nothing. I'm, I'm okay with that because if people want to put their money towards that, I'm not going to stop them. And more power to them. I, no, I, I, remember, I, I remember when advantage. I remember when uh, Yoshi, Yoshi P came specifically out on stage, and this was at the London Fan Festival in 2014, and said, "No pay to win desu." It was quite funny. Well, that's not pay to win. Buying a mount no, is not pay to win. That's what he's. That's what he said. That's because oh, okay. this was prior to them actually putting like any kind of microtransactions Listen, in at all. Get, coming from Neverwinter, I can tell you what pay to win hellscapes look like. Oh sure, I mean in Neverwinter, <laughs> you if you you know a premium mount is going to get you a speed increase. It, it, get, it you you need to buy certain mounts to get stats for your character now. Yeah. Like I had to buy a certain mount to get two thousand crit. It's like that's the only way I'm going to get that two thousand crit. Yeah, yep. well, that doesn't bother me. It's more of like a prestige item, just uh, for looks and to show off. Yeah, I mean, I, I like those premium mounts that Final Fantasy fourteen has, but I would never. I can't shell out twenty bucks for a for a mount skin. And I, I don't think you I should have, have done. to. What'd you buy? What'd you buy? What'd you buy? Oh, I actually did buy Slap now. <laughs> but did you? Yeah. And they just they uh, announced a, a new one. What was it? Yesterday or the day before? Some giant floaty 
So is it a it's a giant um it's a giant phoenix like phoenix like creature. Could they put Yoshi yeah. P in the game but actually just Yoshi from Mario World? Call him Yoshi P. Does that be now that I awesome? might that I might actually it's Yoshi with Mario World but wearing like all the rings and shit that Yoshi P usually wears. That dude likes his jewelry. <laughs> it, uh, it, it yeah that he really does. He does. <laughs> I think that was one of the things they added to his his in-game model. Was his jewelry and stuff. That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> All right, we good with five fifteen. Anyone have any final parting thoughts? Did you ever figure out if there was a sixth anime episode? There is a sixth anime episode, only in the collector's ultimate collector's edition. The Blo- Brotherhood right. Blu-ray has so an only, exclusive sixth episode. That's going to get so pirated. People will get to. I know. We'll get to see that legitimately. No, it's okay. You can go join a wait list on um, Square Enix's online store. But that's still only going to be thirty thousand people who can legitimately watch it without pirating it. Maybe more if it's on a wait list. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a time delay release. Well, I think I think the wait list is in case payments don't go through or somebody well, cancels their order. Well, and here's the order. thing that made me like really cheesed is there was no limit to the amount of these that you could buy. Yep. It was only one per transaction. That well, was it. That was the only restriction. That's not their job to make sure yeah, people but, don't scalp them. No, I'm sorry. I think it I, is. I know. <laughs> I think it is an incredible I, I disservice try. to their fans that if they don't do a minimum amount of, hey, if you're on the same IP, you can't buy 20 boxes. You can't ship 20 copies to the same address. I mean, even having some basic restrictions in there would show at least they have a minimum amount of respect for their fans, and they clearly don't. Wait, this is Square Enix, Anna. When did they start respecting <laughs> their fans? And you know what's funny is that's the argument I made to Ninji when he was complaining about this. Yeah, <sighs> yeah very few places will put any sort of restriction in like that. Um, Limited Run does it. Yes, they do. Which they get very a aggressive lot of about props for. Yes. All right. They're not exactly a big company. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But for like 30,000 units, that's, I mean, that's a good number, but it's not, that's not something that should be terribly difficult at all to police. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Right, I'm gonna move on. I mean, not that I'm gonna spend two hundred seventy dollars to get the sixth episode of. An oh, anime. I think you I'll are. Probably just I think you are. No, you're anyway. gonna spend two hundred seventy dollars. You're not gonna do it for the sixth episode. You'll but you'll come up with another. I, reason. I know. I know somebody on RP Gamer who. Oh, did who Wheels do this or something? Or? Yeah, he did. It was Wheels. <laughs> yeah. Who else did you I think, think he it would be? I think he said he was gonna have to sell training wheels though. Oh, okay. Sounds well, good. Well, you know, you do what you have to to afford your swag. You That's what kids, kids are for, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Jeez. Unepic. That's a ga- name of a side-scrolling RPG. Um, it's currently out on PC. Been out on PC since like 2011, though I think some of that was uh, early access time, but maybe not. Um, came out to Wii U, Mac, and Linux in 2014. That's when I remember the game coming into existence. Uh, and now it's coming out to the PS4 and Vita. It'll be 10 bucks cross by. Um, the story of Unepic is uh, stars Daniel. Uh, it's a normal person who likes video games and tabletop RPGs, and he's been transported to Harnikin's Castle when the bathroom light goes out during a gaming session rest break. 
Um, so go into the bathroom, come out, and you're in a castle. Uh, players must help Daniel get through the castle's 200-plus rooms with filled with monsters or other characters using the various weapons and magic spells that can be found within its walls. So I played a little bit of this. Of this. I don't know why I didn't get back to it, probably just because I have so much going on. Um, I liked it, so check it out this week on... Is it this week? I don't know. We don't have a date. Oh, it's out now. So it's yeah. out now. Yeah, so that, that's the date. Yeah, last week. So go check it out. Uh, and cross-buy for 10 bucks. I like that. So that's cool. Uh, and plus, Vita RPG. <laughs> Take them however you can get them, right? <laughs> Koei Tecmo has announced a Japanese release date for Omega Force's new Tokiden 2. This is the follow-up to Tokiden. We've been talking about it for a while. Um, coming out PS4, PS3, Vita in Japan on June 30th, 2016 demo on ps4 on april 11th um alice will you be importing tokaden probably not yeah i didn't think so you're not a monster hunter type person um, oh, well i'm not a monster hunter person as long as giant robots aren't involved right okay fair enough fair enough the gundam ones there, there are no giant robots okay uh tokaden 2's <laughs> first trailer is available you can go watch that on the site now and uh there you go uh let's see we have uh, then, oh, there's a launch trailer for Anna. There's a trailer. Trailer. For Gus um, Knights of Azure. Yep. Which came out. We reviewed it. We reviewed it, but we didn't play it. Well, I guess we didn't review it, but RP Gamer reviewed it. Yes. Um, that's all I know. Go watch the trailer. Alderlay has uh, brought a game called um, Thorn Death Merchants from Lone Wolf Games. They brought it out to PC. It's a top-down action RPG. It's available for three bucks, and you can go watch a trailer on the site or go check it out on Steam. Um, someone accused of a murder they didn't commit, so they have to go beat monsters and humans up to prove their innocence, of course, <laughs> and escape the situation. What? Why not? Arc Systems Works announced Inferno Climber, and then now they've announced it again. So it's a survival action RPG originally out, announced at TGS back in 2014 um, for PS4. But now it's going to be coming out exclusively for PC in the spring of 2016. It's called Inferno Climber. It will see the character signing a contract with the God of Death in order to fulfill said contract uh, and escape the infernal world they find themselves in. Players are tasked with finding five purgatory stones. There is a teaser trailer with English text available on the site now. Sakai Project has released Kanji no Awari, an Android RPG... And the goal of this game is to help you memorize kanji. Um, there's a free version available, and you can go check it out. Um, I assume it's on the Google Play Store. Let's confirm that. Um, isn't this the one that was out on Steam that I was looking at? I don't know. Kanji no Orari? Mm, maybe. I don't know. K-A-N-J-I-N-O-O-W-A-R-I. O-W-A-R-I. And then it's got a hyphen, learn Japanese. So... Um, this app is compatible with your device. For some reason, it thinks I have a Samsung GTN 7100. I don't know why it thinks I have that. I do not have that site device, but I'm going to say I have that device. Let's say Note 2. I do not have a... Really? Okay. Yeah. I do not have a Note 2, but maybe I logged into BlueStacks once and told it I did. So that would be <laughs> funny. I have an Amazon Kindle Fire, but I don't know if that's going to work on that. All right, well. Go check that out. Um, it says it's already installed, so however that works. What? Um, <laughs> Maybe you did put it on BlueStacks. <laughs> I'm 
well it's free but yeah um i don't have blue stacks installed right now so i don't know how that's working (laughs) it says oh all right it's installed (laughs) like okay well however that's working um so yeah there you go uh Alrighty then other rpg news apparently this is not an april fool's joke Though I've been having trouble getting 100% confirmation. But right now it looks like this is not an April Fool's joke. Because it was announced on March 31st. Mega Man Legends 2 apparently coming out to the North American PlayStation Store. It'll arrive on April 5th, which is a couple days from now, and playable on PS3, Vita, and PlayStation Portable. It joins Mega Man Legends 1, which was already put out, right? Yep. Yep. So, classic Mega Man Legends action. We got any fans of that on the show? No. Ooh, deafening sense. I'm 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 more of a Mega Man Battle Network fan. Never played them. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, what else we got here? We have. Uh, we have info about Star Ocean Five. It's going to come to North America on June twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. PlayStation Four version. Um, and it's going to, well, I guess that's the only version, right? And this came, this all came to light thanks to a product listing, apparently, says, uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah it was a product listing on the Square Enix store, which has now since been taken down. Ah. <laughs> or, or, the, or the actual image that was displayed in it has been taken down. Okay. Uh, it's going to include seven digital bonuses. It'll have a day one edition where you get those bonuses. Um, I'm not going to read through them because who cares? They're just little DLC bonuses. And uh, it came out in Japan on March 31st. So that's not very long delay for the, the English version. So we'll see how that works in North America. And we know it's going to come out in Europe sometime in summer. Or apparently we know that. So we'll see. Yeah, It will probably be that same date or yeah. that week anyway. That makes sense. <laughs> Assuming, all right. Ellis, I have a question yeah, for you. When they actually announce it properly rather than accidentally posting an then image accidentally, on the website. Accidentally, yeah. <laughs> Ellis, I have a question for you. Go on. Are you still playing Blade and Soul? Um, I've not been playing it recently, if only because I've been busy playing other things. All right. Did you know Why the first expansion came out? No. Okay. So the first expansion came out. So I'm gonna let you know. I think that. isn't isn't that the one that ups the level cap from 45 to 50? I have no mm-hmm. idea what the expansion does, but I'm gonna tell you that apparently somebody at Silicon Era talked to NCSoft about their bot problem. Did you notice a bot problem while you were playing a game? Um, no, because I didn't. When I was doing the leveling challenge, I didn't do PvP. Wait, what's what but was I, the leveling I was challenge? Uh, that was the thing where if you started a character and then um, leveled it up to max level before a certain maintenance date, you got a bunch of rewards. Did you do that? Yes. Good job. All right. So here's what they're saying. We're doing a lot of stuff for the bots. This is unfortunately one spot we can't really be transparent about, which I kind of disagree with them on. If we say it, we're doing, bots will change. We're constantly looking at patterns and behavior. It's not enough. People seem to think it's easy enough to stand there, see someone, and go bam, 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 bam. It's exhausting. We ban on an account basis. I still don't know... 
I it's still I don't know of any MMO that has gotten ahead of the bot problem, and honestly, it comes down to why they're botting. What's the rationale behind it? Some players need to get whatever it is as quickly as possible and have it running. In other areas, it's a company running thousands and thousands of programs in order to buy gold and sell to players. Players are buying gold, and it's like, why are you doing that? We're trying to provide incentives for players to do things legally. We have our currency exchange, for example, so players can trade gold with each other. That's not a problem. We still have a lot of tools on our end that we're detecting and banning as much as possible. Do you agree with that statement, Anna? What? All of what I just read? That it's impossible to get ahead of the bots? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I felt like WoW's done a good job of it, but I guess they have more resources. No. Nah, what, the thing about WoW is um, most of the bots you won't either don't see very often or, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure fish botting is still very much a thing in WoW. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if the bots aren't intrusive... I don't mind and as much, I, I'm right? pretty, And I'm pretty sure WoW has leveling bots. And I think it also has PvP bots as well, but they're the ones that are more likely to be detected and banned. So yeah. What about, I, okay, so the thing that bugs me in MMOs right now is all the gold spamming in chat. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't seem to happen as much in WoW. Though I know that's oh, yeah. happened at times. There's been spats of it, but... I, I still know. get I still get one I still get uh, RMT tells very occasionally in WoW because okay. I have an add-on that blocks most in of them. In Neverwinter, they're basically constant. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, so I don't know. All right, well anyway, we're talking about Blade and Soul. So Blade and Soul, uh, let's see, what features most requested by the player base? They were asked. Uh, spectator mode. People want a spectator mode. Um, we have a version called Broadcast Mode, which if you've seen in the World Championships, has a good view of the two fighters playing. But there's no right way right now for a regular player to go and watch a match as a spectator. A lot of people have expressed interest. Um, so they're working on it. And uh, when's the new story chapters coming? Five and six apparently coming this year. So there's your Blade and Soul news uh, that apparently is for nobody because nobody's playing it. All right. Aww. Hey, I, I tried. And then finally, um, okay, the Japanese variety show, Pokemon House, which I really feel sad that we don't get here, um, has confirmed um, that their upcoming episode that will air today, so this is probably out now, uh, will have the first footage from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, it had, Apparently that episode had series directors uh, Junichi Masuda alongside battle director Shigaki Morimoto and Alpha Ruby Omega Sapphire game director Shigeru Omori. Um, they were going to talk about the games. So, I don't know. I don't have that news for you right now, but um, apparently go look for translations of what happened today on uh, about Sun and Moon. All right? Uh, I wish I had that. Well, there was all those Pokemon that leaked on uh, Friday. Yeah, we leaked a lot of Pokemon on Friday, Chris. I don't know if you saw. No, I didn't. How did that go? Let's let's take a look. Um, so we had three April Fool's stories this this year. We had one poking fun at the taking of our Fallout review and translating it to Spanish. No, they trails in the sky. Trails of the sky. Oh, Old now Steve. we tra- oh, sorry. Now we translated Fallout Four into Spanish. Yes. And then we had uh, Adrian show a, a, a few minutes of uh, the bus driver simulator, and more importantly, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, let's see. So what do we got here? Um, Concept art pieces, which is <laughs> what is going on. Michael Baker just write up some, <laughs> draw some Pokemon in his head. Yes. <laughs> uh, Japanese name. <laughs> yeah, they just came up with bullshit names for all the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. 
Just go, yeah, go read through um, the Platypus Mon or whatever. I don't even know what these. I can't. They didn't put the names under their pictures, so I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, all right. <laughs> Sorry, our joke wasn't thorough. Enough no, for it, you? no, it is very thorough because it explains the roots of all the Japanese names for these Pokemon. So it's very, very important. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Whatever. <laughs> um. All right. And I just I'm looking for this details. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, that Cerebi doesn't even have it up yet, so I don't know. It will come. It will come. It. I have a feeling that it should be out, but I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. I just wish I could share that with you live right now, since we're here on Sunday when it's happening. Uh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Okay. So, with that, uh, we're done with news, so let's move on. Oh, wait, we have one brief. There's a... No, we talked about oh, that. Oh, we talked about it. I yeah. just accidentally posted them both. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right, so I have some phone calls for you. People call into the show every week, and um, they occasionally we get around to playing their calls. I um, hope to do that. We're catching up now, so we should be good if you put in a call to get it played next week. But you can join your call to the bunch with 608-729-4098, 608-729-4098. Give us a call, and you can be played on the show just like this. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Everything all right? Yeah, I always listen to your show. And two things I'd like to know. Uh, first of all, you know, as reviewers, uh, sometimes you have a deadline to meet and things like that. And sometimes you set the game the easy to just try rush through the... I mean, first of all, do you really enjoy a lot of the games? You know, or... You know, because, I mean, without a challenge... You know, the game isn't really, you know, a game. And the next thing I'd like to know, uh, Bravery Default. If any of you guys completed Bravery Default, you know, I kind of like the game starting off. But I felt later down the game, it, it got to, I mean, moving from dif the different time arcs, I, I felt that's where it fell, uh, fell flat. But um, if anyone played it, then, you know, how many hours they put in it, because I really liked the game, but I felt in the end results it was too, it was, it was too long, and, you know, it was, uh, it was just them adding more hit points to, to the creatures, you know, and everything like that. Just want to hear uh, you guys some comment. All right, thanks. Uh, uh, Smiley from the Bahamas. All right, thanks. Awesome. Okay, first off, awesome that we got someone from the Bahamas calling. Um, that so, must have been where I got the Bahamas in my head about where to go and retire after my <laughs> Kickstarter. So let's kind of break it down into the There's two questions. There's two questions, yeah. One. Is um, playing a game on easy still it, count as playing a game? <laughs> right. Is it still a game? So I think we easy? also need to break down a couple of misconceptions. One, we don't have deadlines. Um, no one that works at RP Gamer gets paid. And so we try to put as little pressure on their time as possible other than if you get a review copy we expect you to review it eventually and there have been times where it's like hey this game's 120 hours and it took me a month and a half to review it and that's just the way that we roll um yeah and we let reviewers that, that will generally, sorry that will generally be sort of self 
self-guided if you want to try and get something yeah so um yeah it will depend on the reviewer themselves yeah and we let reviewers really play on whatever difficulty they they want to play on hold on who's making lunch because i want some oh who's microwaving i'm I'm sorry i I have to roast some vegetables (laughs) for dinner you should probably mute before you roast the veggies (laughs) that's awesome you see i should have unmuted so you could hear me doing all the chopping oh, and everything okay. like that. I've that told, would have been great. I, and then I've I could totally have just done that in during the podcast. So. With, with wonderful, better than mama, and everything <laughs> would have been great. So we also let reviewers play on whatever difficulty that they want. We do kind of encourage people to try out different difficulties um, if they have the fortitude to do so. But I mean... We have some reviewers that play punishingly difficult games, and they will play it on the hardest difficulty possible. And we have some reviewers who are like, eh, I just want to play it on easy, because when I'm not reviewing a game, that's what I would play it on. And so we try to reflect what difficulty we've played a game on, on in our reviews. It's pretty rare for us to play a game on easy just to get through it to review it, unless the game is really bad. The review thing is generally guided by what the standard difficulty would be to get through. So that's not really an indicator of what the setting was, more of a what you should expect. Um, From just a a standard setting. (laughs) So have you ever played a game on an easier setting just to finish the review, Alex? Um, Where there's been... Where it's had an adjustable difficulty, I have sometimes just flicked it down just to get through troublesome bosses. I totally have because there are some reviews that I've done for really awful games. Shaman King comes to mind. That game was wretched, and it is one of two games that I have given a one out of five. I have two one out of five reviews. Those games were awful. But other than games that are really sucktastic, and dear lord, can I please just finish this so that I can lambaste it in the review? I don't think I've really knocked down a, a difficulty setting unless I was just trying to get past a boss that I couldn't figure out. So speaking of bosses that you couldn't get past because you couldn't figure them out, let's talk about Bravely Default. Well, that wasn't, you can't figure them out. It's just awful. It's just yeah, that and so, the end game of Bravely Default is awful. I completely, 100% agree. They just made the difficulty higher and higher, so you have to grind more and then just replay the same content over and over so it wasn't even interesting while you are grinding it. And then it, it was pointless, and the end game sucked in Bravely Default. And I hope they fix it in second. Alex? So... <laughs> he won't tell me. <laughs> no, not yet. Now well, remember, they, they did sort not of fix yeah. it for North America because they cut out. They only make you replay the um, side quest to get your asterisks two times instead of four. Great. Um, but I, I grabbed my 3DS before we started, and I checked out how much time I played Bravely Default, and my clock says 82 hours, and I actually think that's less than what I actually played it because there were times that I game overed and had to replay stuff. Yeah, I was trying to remember what mine was. I think mine was somewhere between 60 and 80 hours. It took me almost three months to finish the game. Yeah, I think mine was near the 60, 65 hour mark. And I played it through. I didn't have as much of a problem with the latter stages of the game as others. 
Yeah. Because I was sort of, I sort of saw what they were doing with the plot and found that interesting enough to carry me through and was still enjoying the actual battles and everything enough to do it, but I can certainly see where all the complaints are coming from. So, do you remember how much you played it, Chris? I still haven't finished it completely. <laughs> but do you know how much time you've played it for? Um, easily 65 plus hours because I've maxed out all my characters. Oh. I think I was probably somewhere in that 60-hour range. Wow. So, yeah, we all played it pretty significantly, at least for the people on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, did you play it? No, I have not played it yet. Okay. I haven't, haven't played it. So are you going to, after n- knowing how kind of crappy-tastic the second half of the game gets, do you think you will go back and play it, or do you think you will go straight to Bravely Default uh, second? we got to YouTube it at least, because... I would definitely play the first one. Okay. I have a thing where I like to play games in order mm. when they release. So Even I'm really, back, just... I'm really quite anxious for Bravely Default to come out because I really want to play it. Okay. Bravely second, you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she means second. I'm sorry for being confusing. Sorry. No, sorry. I have updates, everybody, on the Cerebee situation. Uh huh. It turns out all that they showed on that Pokemon show was the trailer from the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> there was no new information really alright so do we have more voicemails here's our oh, next call and thank you for calling thank that you for cool. calling that was cool please call again this yeah, person I think the best part was the uh, transcription on there oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, those are the best alright here, here's our second call reduction and rehabilitation for those in default press 1 to connect to a live operator to take advantage of these new programs or press 5 to decline this offer how fast can I hit five? Um, I don't know what that call was. Whoa. Oh, my gosh, Anna. They're calling us. They're calling the house. Hide. Everybody hide. Run away. I don't know what's going on. Okay, that was weird. I have a third call. Once my wife finishes this, she says Hello. Hello. Oh, this is my. We've been having these weird calls where we keep getting hangups. Yeah, I get those on my cell phone all the time. It's robocalls. They're oh. trying to make sure you're there. Mm-hmm. If someone answers, they sell your number to other telemarketers. At the same time, but over and over. Yep. They basically just check. It's just robocalling crap. It happens on my cell phone about two or three times a day at work. Weird. Then, then they'll be broken up by someone telling me I won some trip or I need to extend my car warranty service or credit card bills. Well, that's they awful. I don't get those. All right, Anna, you ready? What am I ready for? What was that call? Um, it was someone calling to remind Someone calling you to remind me. That... Um, Wisconsin has strict voter ID laws. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, real strict. Show your ID. It's real strict, Anna. Um, show one of four approved photo IDs? Yeah, like a photo ID. Like a normal photo ID. Mm-hmm. I know. There's, there's like, issues like the pers- one you, you use to go out and buy a liter bottle of Jameson. Or yes, like that. that same photo ID. It's real strict, guys. Mm-hmm. 
there there are actual sociological issues where there are people who have trouble getting photo IDs being prevented to vote, and it is a bad thing. But Chris I also has have seen issues with it being called it strict. <laughs> okay. I mean, but Chris, you saw me go through the process of getting everything that I needed to have a photo ID. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. Um, I really didn't consider it to be that hard. But it took a lot of time. It did. It and took it, some time. it was predicated on the idea that I had transportation to and from there and that I could yep. actually go during their shitty business hours. Yeah, those were crappy business hours, yes. That's the DMV everywhere. Oh, Everyone deals with that. But remember, I also needed to get my social long before I got my That was a whole ID. other issue. All right, now social, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on it. <laughs> social was weird, all right? Social, social was, was weird. Awful. All right. Well, it was it turned out better than I thought it would be. Yes. We're going to play our next phone call. Yes. Uh, because we, uh, enough politics. Please. <laughs> How you doing, RPG cast? Uh, my name is Corey. I just wanted to say something since no one else seems to watch The Walking Dead enough to correct Chris. It's not McCone, it's Michonne because of like French Louisiana naming sense or something. I'm not 100%, but I know that's how they pronounce it in the show. And uh, you, you referred to the game episode one and two uh, as uh, The Walking Dead McCone. And uh, I was waiting for someone to correct you. So now I'm just trying to politely do as much. Uh, thank you. Bye. Yay! I Thank like, you. I like polite corrections, especially when we have no clue, because apparently that that character I think is uh, supposed to be in some of the other Walking Dead episodes, which none of us have played, so that's why we don't know it's Michonne. So now which we know Walking it's Michonne. Dead huh? Like the which the, one? The Telltale one. The Telltale. Oh yeah, I've, I've played all those. Well, but you and don't know their name. She's not in them. Okay, well then I don't know Maybe what's going on. Maybe she's in the new season. No, nope, yeah. It, well, obviously she's in the new. She season. is. Yeah. Obviously, they're named after. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Of course, she's in the new ones. <laughs> so. Glenn is in the first one. So he's. I think he's the only. I figured comic she was or, a side character or something, but all right. I don't recall her being in it. I, I remember Glenn was uh, okay. for a brief amount so of time. So you playing the Michonne games? I don't know. I the first two I liked because it was different. I know I know where Michonne what happens to her at the end, so I it's kind of it kind of spoils the story because you know she's not Spoilers. dead. Wait, is it Michonne or Michonne? Michonne. Michonne. Okay, I'm so confused now. <laughs> All right, time for our new game releases, and then we can wrap this show. What? All right, folks, coming out this week. We got Organic Panic for Xbox One and Stickbold, a dodgeball adventure for uh, PC. We got Green Game Time Swapper for PC. 1979 Revolution Black Friday, PC Mac. Assassin's Creed Chronicles Trilogy Pack for the Vita. Dead Star for PS4, PC. Uh, Dirt Rally for Xbox One and PS4. Um, Enter the Gungeon for PS4 and PC. Europa Universalis Mare Nostrum for PC. Is this a... Alice, is this a game you play, Europa Universalis? Uh, yes, it is. So, you've been, are you going to get this this one, this new one? Um, maybe, but I'm wear it waiting for Stellaris, which is coming out very soon. What's that? Oh yeah, that one looks cool. That's uh, Paradox's um, space strategy game. Okay. That they're doing. It's like Crusader Kings two in space. Okay, but so for Europa Universalis four, you can. Is this like the thing where you can keep keep bringing your people forward from all the other games in their series? 
Uh, you, there's a safe converter from... Uh, there's a safe converter from uh, Crusader Kings 2 to Europa Vivanus LS4. Okay. I know that. Okay. So it goes from Crusader Kings 2 to 4. Okay. So Mari Nostrum is a... Okay. I, it's probably just an expansion for 4, right? Yes. Okay. And then... Yeah. How do you get to space? Can you convert your save forward to space or no? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so they're missing a bridge there. No, it's a, it's a completely different game. Yeah, it's Stellaris it's, where there's like a colony ship that goes out or something. Okay. Is that how those explained? Is that am I right, Alice? I can't remember. All I know is is it's sort of a big empire building game. Looks. Uh, I watched fun. their GDC presser and it it, it was seemed really interesting. I'm gonna get it. So, the the HTC Vive is coming out this week, right? <laughs> we didn't even talk about the Oculus Rift launch. Should we talk about that? Flack <laughs> um, thereof. The Oculus Rift launch this week. We still don't have ours. We still have no idea when ours is even coming. Within one to three weeks, they said. Yeah, I don't think they know either. I'm trying to figure out an actual hard release date on the Vive because some of the games are scheduled to come out. I have no idea when it's coming out. Oh goodness, when is this stuff coming out? Okay, the April fifth. April fifth. The Vive was at Best Buy when we were there yesterday. It was. I saw someone using it. Oh, I wish you would have told me. Sorry. Okay, um, but yeah, April fifth, the Vive comes out in air quotes, just like the Oculus came out. Um, if you're special and bought the stuff early, you'd probably get one. Um, we didn't get an Oculus yet, so we'll see what happens. When, when I mean, it we does, know we'll tell out you about there. it, Kronos. We know there are people outside of the media that have one. Well, yeah, the people who backed it. Yeah, but even a lot of backers haven't gotten theirs yet. Yeah, it's and that, and we're behind the backers, so it's messy. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. So, great launch. All right, so one of the games coming out for the Vive is Job Simulator. It's also hitting PC April fifth. Lovely Planets hitting PS4 and Wii U on the fifth. Quantum Break hits Xbox One and PC on the 5th. Oh, Quantum Break. Oh. That's actually a real game that I've heard about a lot. I don't know if that means anything. Skullgirls, second encore on the Vita. Hover Junkers. Here's another Vive game. Sorcery Part 3, The Seven Serpents hits Windows and Mac. It's already been on iOS for a while. Stickbolt. Oh, we talked about that. The Gallery Episode 1, Call of the Starseed hits Windows for HTC Vive. Um, Kill to Collect hits PC. Letter Quest Grimm's Journey is on Xbox One. Um, meanwhile, over on the Wii U, uh, they've got six-hand video poker on the eShop. Chronicles of Teddy, uh, Harmony of Exodus. I think we talked about that last week. Lovely Planet on the eShop. Uh, Mario Super Sluggers coming to the eShop. Now I Know My ABCs on the eShop. And Pixel Cross, six bucks on the eShop. Whereas the 3DS gets Justice Chronicles on the eShop. Is that it for 3DS this week? Oh my gosh. Where's the 3DS games, folks? Um, oh, apparently there was some news out of that um, Pokemon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's going to be at least 10 new Pokemon. Okay. O only? There shouldn't be a only whole 10? generation? Well, he said at least 10 new Pokemon. Okay. Don't look at me. I'm just going off of what sites are reporting. He's been, He was joking. Yes. There will be over course, 10 Chris. new Pokemon in the game. So yes. he's, he's just being, he's just, yeah. Being coy. Yeah, of course there will be. Okay, got it. All right, and then another set of random PC games coming out. 
1979. Oh, wait, talk about that. Uh, Beep. Is that the... Is that the uh, documentary? Okay. Uh, A Legend of Luca, Blarp, Capria, Magic of the Elements, Chicken, which is spelled C-H-K-N, no vowels, Diorama Number 1, Blocked In, which is a VR game. Capria is also a VR game. So I bet these are Vive games, as is Blarp and Legend of Luca. Um, Dirt Rally, retail game, Enter the Gungeon, talked about Forgotten, Not Lost, a kinetic novel, Guilty Gear 2 Overture, Honey Cam Studio, Hyperlight Drifter is actually already out. Um, I don't know if we're covering that on the site, but uh, it's tagged as an RPG in some circles. Um, Last Heroes 3, Peerhead Arcade, Proton Pulse. Peerhead Arcade and uh, Proton Pulse both tagged VR here, as is Ruckus Ridge VR Party. Um, not tagged VR is Run Rabbit Run. Stickbold, oh, we talked about that. Uh, Tokyo Babble, $30 game. I don't know what that's about. Track Day Manager. Unseen Diplomacy is a VR game. And then Womb Room. Like a womb with a view. I don't know what Womb Room is. Let's look up Womb Room. That so, sounds like a bad idea. No, I'm going to look up Womb I Room. I forgot. There was some other Pokemon-related news that's not necessarily RPG-specific. Welcome but... to Womb Room, the beginning and the end. The ultimate human life simulator. Is this a roguelike? Is life a roguelike? So, I don't know what's going on, but it looks dark. It looks creepy. It does look creepy. I'm going to close Womb Room. Thank you. Um, there was an event um, for the show that Danny DeVito's on. Oh, <laughs> it's always sunny and in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's it. And someone was like, so are you going to voice Pikachu and Defective Pikachu? And Danny's DeVito answer is, what the F is Pokemon? Yeah. And then he said, oh, you should ask my agent about that. And of course the agent was like, uh mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's a weird little campaign. Campaign? Yeah, there's a whole campaign to get Danny DeVito to voice well, Pikachu and Pikachu. There's not a very stories. effective one. Not really. No, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't If know. Nintendo doesn't care, it ain't going to happen. So. I don't know why people thought it was a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't understand why it's a good idea. Because Danny DeVito is a short round guy, as is Pikachu. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. And it'd be awesome. Okay. It's the right voice for the job. It is the right voice for the job. It's m- go watch my cousin. No, that's different. Um, go watch. Do I have to rewatch Twins? I'm, I, I'm actually confused right now what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's Joe Pesci. But still, I would take <laughs> him too. I would take him as well. Um, hey, maybe that should be our question of the week. Who should voice Pikachu Who should Detective do Pikachu? Yes, that's our question of the week. Absolutely is our question of the week. Um, where do I put that? Uh, message of the day. I, lo- I lost it. Um, oh, I put it over here. Right. Who should voice Pikachu? I'm sorry, I think Alice. I it should be nobody, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nobody had suggestions for um, what you should buy for your PS4, Alice, and I'm very sorry about that. So. Well, she found something. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that's good, at least. Um, all right, so that's our. All right, now we're ready to close out the show because we got all the pieces we have. So we got first of all a big thank you going to Alice, Alex, um, um, who else is here? Jonathan, Ken, and Jonathan, <laughs> and you, the listener, um, and me, and you, and eh, whatever. We don't count. <laughs> uh, we have. Feedback options for you. Forums.rpgamer.com. 
podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. And 608-729-4098 is the phone number. The show streams live 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern most weeks. Uh, this week was a little exception because we did it later. Um, and uh, like and subscribe on the on the not like and subscribe just subscribe on iTunes. You can do whatever you want on YouTube. We that helps too. But uh, for the podcast, uh, just uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. No money involved in subscribing on iTunes. It's just a feed subscription. It's just checking the feed to download new episodes for you. All right. So that's uh, that's the the that's the boring stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Um, Normal time in theory. No, we won't be back next week, Anna. Next week is MGC. Oh, right. Midwest Gaming Classic is next week. That's right. No show next week because of MGC. Uh, I just can't do one with all that stuff going on. Um, but we will go and do lots of Twitter picks of like classic games and RPGs that we find at the show. So um, make sure you're following at RPGamer or RPGamer yeah. on Facebook. If you have suggestions of stuff I should go buy, because the stuff I buy at that show tends to get re-released shortly after I buy it, please let me know in the show thread, and um, I'll like look at those titles. A big retro gaming thing? Yes. yes. I'll so talk to you about nothing it newer no. than GameCube is basically the way that it's um, styled. All I know is I go and buy, you know, Radiant Silver Gun, and then Radiant Silver Gun comes out. I go and buy... Um, it didn't work with Panzer Dragoon Saga, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, real bad. can't. They lost the source code. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's very common, Chris. That's the reason that a lot of games... There was another are... game that did, th that did have that happen, though. Um, uh, it's not coming to me right now. Oh, that's right. The, the side-scrolling beat-em-up one um, from Treasure. Um, was it Treasure? Uh, for the Saturn. Guardian Heroes. Oh, Guardian, yeah. It happened with Guardian Heroes. But it was I bought uh, it and digital. Then it came out. Yep. I know, it's digital. You can also say stuff like... But Radiant Silver Gun is also digital. All the PSN stuff got re-released. Like well, yeah, I know, but this is stuff that you couldn't easily emulate or download at all. And now all of a sudden it was available. So it was a big deal, I think. But um, Was it our interview that was talking about the original Baldur's Gate and how part of the source code disappeared because it was in someone's basement yes that was me actually okay i thought that was so how did they get it back they didn't they, didn't. they rebuilt they it oh well they didn't lose the source code they lost the original art, art assets. assets oh yeah that I, yeah mm -hmm. that doesn't so they, surprise me actually they didn't really do it. they just kind of that's why the some of the art stuff looks ugly with the nice backgrounds yeah and that's why it's not an hd remaster it's instead an enhanced edition mm. so they had their they had a first First, they their uh, their uh, pitch was like an HD remake of it, and all uh, redone, you know, uh, yeah. 2.0. And they went up to Bioware. They spent like a couple of days digging and digging and digging. They couldn't find the art assets, and they just realized it was lost. It was stuck on some hard drives that no longer existed or something. And so then they had to go back to I think it was Atari at the time and Wizards of the Coast, and then pitch it again as a uh, an enhanced edition. Jeez. So. That's a lot of work. But it doesn't take that much work to listen to the show, so keep listening to us. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, we'll talk about our experiences at Midwest Gaming Classic. If you're out at Midwest Gaming Classic, drop me a line. Um, what uh, C-Privite, C-P-R-I-V-I-T-E at rpgamer.com, um, and uh, let me know. And uh, maybe we can meet up or post in the show thread as actually more reliable. Or Twitter, at 7001 on, on Twitter is actually the most reliable way to get a hold of me. Um, 
and we can meet up and say hi and buy some RPGs together. All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to wrap it. Thanks, for everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye Two bye. weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.